All right, let me start by apologizing. This is going to be a long intro. So uh, the show today is brought to you by my boy, Ian McPartland, State Farm agent. Ian is my agent.com. Uh, Ian's over in uh, Tinley Park, 8231 West, 185th Street, Suite 400. So he, Ian's offering uh, gift cards to uh, Crafted. So you get a $10 gift card to Crafted 1979 in Mokina. If you come uh, get a quote with him and you're not already a State Farm customer, so Ian and I have tried to work out this little partnership. Uh, you know, it benefits the podcast, benefits Craft in 1979. If you just go and get a quote, I mean, he does it all. He does uh, auto, home, business, property, life, health, all that stuff. So you can go visit him. You can uh, do it over the phone with him. Uh, I think he's talking about setting up shop in Crafted one day to kind of uh, we can get people quotes right right in the shop while you're while you're having a beer with him. Uh, he's a good dude. He's a great guy. Comes into the shop all the time. Uh, I've been serving him and his friend Nick for the last, I don't know, better part of seven months now. And uh, we've become friends. So it was, thought it would make sense to, to kind of help him out and help the store out and help uh, the podcast out, get a little advertising. And then, uh, you know, the other one, too, this is just a, a friend of mine that I've known. It's going on 20 years now. My my buddy Dean, uh, Dean Hunter, you go check him out. He does uh, car details. So I know, you know, it's been crap weather for god knows how long but this is uh going to be warmer weather coming around the corner so you want to get that vehicle all, all geared up uh you can call dean at 815-474-2734 um book an appointment with him he's on facebook and instagram it's deluxe detail so it's like a d dash l-u-x and then d dash t-a-i-l so deluxe detail and on instagram you can follow him at uh, d l-u-x underscore d-t-a-i-l detail so deluxe detail uh the dude does some great work he's gonna be doing my wife's acadia because it's a hot mess right now um but yeah go check dean out call get an appointment he's a great dude he's gonna do some awesome work and obviously you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna get your car geared up nice when the warm weather comes along uh this is a goofy episode it's not goofy. It's a good episode. Um, Mike Palin, uh, Microphone Brewing. We wanted to talk a little bit about the Blue Room, about Bean Fest uh, coming up. The Smells Like a Beer Fest coming up in April. Uh, the tickets already have come and gone, sold out in like seconds. But it was my favorite fest of last year, um, hands down. So I, I'm looking forward to this year's, though I didn't get tickets. Uh, I'll try my best to try to find a way in there. But Mike and the crew, uh, Mike Watowski and uh, and Kyle, they're just great guys. We wanted to sit down and kind of go over some of the changes that have happened since the a year has gone by since we talked last. So Mike had something important come up like in the middle of the first like twenty minutes. So with the first twenty minutes of the podcast is everybody, and then there's a, a later recorded section with Mike and I one on one, which I kind of smashed together. And then at the end, you get this kind of bonus content of a good like thirty plus minutes of just me uh, and, and Mike W and Kyle sitting and, and chatting about uh, what's going on over at microphone so it's kind of chopped up it's it kind of you know but you, you'll get it it doesn't it, it flows fine it flows just fine so uh, we talk a lot about the canning line and all the changes coming into microphone so enjoy the show and here without further ado is uh my my second episode with microphone brewing All right, so almost a year later, back in the uh, in the brewery at Microphone in Elk Grove Village. What's up, guys? Yo, Hola, Joe. Yeah, Joe. yeah. Mike, this will be your third time on, I think, right? We did one at 
and more as well. More. We yep. did the, the full microphone episode. Well, do we count the one three in and Florida? a half? Yeah, what about yeah. three and a half for the one at Union Beer Store? Oh, that's oh my god, that was, <laughs> the, best. <laughs> that was the best. You guys got somebody on that trip really messed up. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh no, hey, not, us. not you. I don't know. It no. may have been Walsh. I don't know. They're responsible yeah. for themselves. Uh, yes. we're all very grown. That place was awesome, by the way. It's great. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was my, my first experience with them. Um, yeah, so we well, maybe we can tell that story real quick. From my perspective, we were like wrapping up. We're in Miami for Wakefest, and we hit a couple places. We were in Jupiter that day at Civil Society during the day. We went out to Wakefield. They pushed everybody out for the 6 o'clock Brewer's Bottle Share, right? Was that what they called yep. it? Like a Brewer's Bottle Share right before Wakefest in February here. And then so we kind of moved it on down to we went to Box Elder. We had some tacos right down the street from Wakefest or Wakefield, and then and then we took a Uber to Union Beer Store where they had your beer on, right? It wasn't. Yep, we had a tap over that night. Yeah, yeah. So it was us burial, Great Notion. Yes. One other one, yeah. So we drew, we flew to Miami to drink Mike's beer, which we could drink. <laughs> <laughs> so so we hung out there Worth all it. night. I don't, I can't remember what time. It was like ten, ten thirty maybe. We were thinking we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna go head out, go and back to the con- Airbnb. That's considered, that's considered breakfast and morning in right. Miami. <laughs> so we're like, we're gonna go back to our Airbnb, call it a night, and. Somebody in our group was a little too drunk and thought they didn't pay their tab. So we waited and they ran back to the bar to try to pay the tab in which the waiter said, you already paid your tab. You can leave now. And as soon as we're going to walk out the door, I see you and Al and, and a couple of people, Kyle, coming through the door. And then, I don't know, hours went by and we were just hanging out. Hanging out in the back. There may have been a live video on Instagram. That's yeah. I don't it's no longer on there. It's we're definitely good. no longer. We're good. It's 24 hours. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, though. A lot of fun. Podcast Coaching 101. That's right. <laughs> hey, you know what? That was great. It was a good night. I got to hear some some truths and, okay. s- and some compliments. It was great. That's where it has to come that, from, right? That place is insane, man. I love that. Like, the whole setup there. And yep. the whole Steve Austin theme. Uh, the Stone Cold stuff. They, they're they big on the wrestling. Their they food's take awesome, too. They had food? Yeah. yeah I thought I saw like a little it's kitchen like a little window. It's back. like a taco, okay. taco truck inside. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah that, that place was great. Uh, I'll be going back there. So, anyways, Miami has come and gone. Has hung out at Wakefest. You guys pour. What did you guys pour at Wakefest? Uh, let's talk about feelings. The, bre- uh, the uh, Bottlelogic Lab, and then we brought decadent. down decadent. Oh, that's decadent. right. All the Baker's chocolate. Yes, yes. So, I mean, the big the big thing is to follow up on. I was I was telling them before we started rolling that that uh, I listened to the episode that we recorded originally last April, and pre- pretty much everything that's happening at microphone right now was talked about at that time. Uh, so, I mean, where to even start? The Blue Room was kind of like not talked about officially, but you were looking at plans and expanding this place. Yeah, I think we had just got the space next door to us, so it, it directly attached to 121 Garlish is 117 Garlish. Um, so we got approval from the landlord to take over the space, and uh, immediately we knew that the main focus of the space would be that candy line. So we flew down to Nashville and shopped for candy lines, and left there very comfortable with twin monkeys and placed the order the next day and then we got the candy line and it sat and it sat <laughs> and it sat and it sat it was a tease yeah it literally was a tease tonight even like just see it there every day be like we we have a candy line most breweries mm. do not have a candy line we have one but we can't use it yet just walking by it caressing it gently <laughs> try not to think about it okay but, uh, you were you yeah you just uh i just asked you about mike uh, zoller from porch drinking i saw the article and did you mentioned something about that right like you you had to be patient and say like all right, not until it's time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you see it in place now, it takes up you know a twenty-four foot r- run of space, and so in the current space that we're sitting in, there's no way that could have been feasible to bring it in. 
Plus, with those things, you don't want to jostle them and move them too often. So we knew we wanted to, to unbox it, set it in place, have it set up by the manufacturer, get trained on it, and then get running on it and never move it again. <laughs> and never move never it again. Never That's move it again. Was it hard? Is it hard to maneuver those things, or is it? Uh, like, we don't try. You don't no. want to. You I mean, don't want to. The whale tail alone is, is super heavy and cumbersome. And yeah, everything like literally, it took them a day and a half to set everything up. And, but they, they know what they're doing. So for us to try to break that thing down, don't even want to try. So was it? Was it, were there discussions when it came in? Like, well, we could we could pull off like one canning run or something, or like was it pretty like easy? Yeah, this is decided before it ever hit the shop. Well, if you like, try if you like looked at the instructions, <laughs> they weren't even instructions. They were worse than like IKEA instructions. Really? Yeah. So we're like, let's <laughs> not even like, touch let's it. Just let this guy put this together. They were in Swedish as well. <laughs> something like that. Hieroglyphs. <laughs> you were just guessing. But yeah, so we finally uh, we got it unboxed about what was it three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It was a really yeah. stressful time because we had a, in order to get all of the stuff lined up for canning, we had to a, make sure the space next door was done and approved, have all the tanks moved over there, the glycol set up, have our cans come in, and so in order to get cans right now, you have to go through this rigmarole of a process to get approved as a new client uh, or new customer, and then wait for them to get printed. And so, literally, our cans arrived on Friday, and we were ready to have Twin Monkeys come on Monday. And so it was oh, snap. Yeah, I was like, if we don't have cans, uh, we had a backup, but it was it was it was stressful all the way through. And then just make sure that when Twin Monkeys came, that everything went smooth. And we had to have beer in the tank. So we had two beers sitting in the tank. Cans arrive Friday. Twin Monkeys comes Monday, Tuesday. We start canning Tuesday afternoon. So it all kind of fell into place nicely. Yes. It wasn't like a high stress, like, oh, shit. We had we, we, we cut some corners and figure some things out. It's, it's, it's becoming like college all over again. We're like, oh, my God, I got to get that paper done. You cranked <laughs> that last night. And there's moments in real life where it, it continues to happen. And there's nothing you can do. A lot of this stuff is out of your control. Like you're just waiting on... A shipment you're waiting on approvals you're waiting on this and that and you, just, you hope you get it all managed and in time but we're, we're trying to get this stuff you know popping and ready as fast as we can okay so uh, if you don't mind just just an education piece because this stuff comes up and it's always glossed over um and, and i think it, you might be able to explain it since you just went through it you talked about the rigmarole that it takes to get the cans like explain to people how you have to obtain cans and like the size and the order and yeah. like what it takes to even have them on on hand so um there's a couple primary producers of cans, Ball and Crown and Arda, um, with everything that went on with the you know the aluminum tariffs and everything that was going on, cans become a, a huge shortage. Um, so what these producers did is that if you wanted to get cans from us, you had to commit to a full truckload, um, and so that really you know backed off a lot of clients because and customers because no one has a space for that. Um, thankfully, we do have the space for that now, <laughs> and so we've got. 24 pallets of cans just chilling here now. Um, that'll last us probably six months. What's mm-hmm. 24 pallets of cans come out to? Like, roughly. Per, pr- per yeah, for like cost? How many cans? Or, no, how many cans? Like just oh, volume. Uh, 160, what would I say? 160,000? Something More like that? that. I forget, yeah. I remember off the top of my That's head. That's a crazy amount of cans. It's a lot of cans. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of cans. But yeah. And uh, just take some space and storage and a big chunk of change too. Uh, but we, we decided to go the route of having... All of our cans have printed branding on the on the lid. So you have like the laser printed like around the lip kind of, yep. where it says microphone. Yep. And then we okay. apply different labels to the ones that we can like come through. So, you know that that was we had to do that. And we can't even get lids for them. Like the ends for the yeah. As, as, a new, as a new customer with Ball, you couldn't get lids or ends until what? like next year. So thankfully, Hailstorm has a pallet of them, uh, <laughs> and that pallet la- usually lasts. Shout out to Hailstorm, yeah. Brandon and Steve. Usually last you a, a good year or two. So they're like, oh yeah, we got nothing. Really? Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, I've I've heard that. Like those uh, big. Is it coming like sleeves? The yep. lids. Yeah, and you kind of like feed them down and in. Okay. It's Kyle's new challenge every other day is making yeah. sure he can get those lids into <laughs> that comes down <laughs> securely. <laughs> So I mean, you two, Mike, Mike D and uh, 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 sorry, not Mike D, Mike, Mike W, D? Mike D W, boys. Mike Dose. See, I got I got confused with Mike Dose and Kyle. So uh, <laughs> with you guys, like, do you guys, uh, do you guys just become basically the expert, like the subject matter expert on the canning line? Like, I mean, someone had to. <laughs> yeah, we're far from it. Yeah, we are. <laughs> but like, you're still learning every day. How many but canning yeah. runs have you guys done now? Three. Four. Four. Mm-hmm. four, three, four. Right. Wait. Razor weapon to the first day. Getting right. freaky. Then Getting freaky. Suntan. Mm-hmm. And yeah, four. So uh, what? What are they, are they like? Hundred cases a pop every time. Like how many cases are you guys pulling off? Well, of we do the round? the um, twelve packs now. Uh, the twelve pack cases. So that's three four packs. But oh, we, you guys have the small cases. Like yeah, that. Okay. right. Um, so it's about a hundred of those. Okay. Uh, depending on the size of the batch. So Usually f- from fifty a, cases. Yeah, fifty cases typically from like a twelve barrel batch. We usually run. Takes and about it 20 takes minutes. 20 minutes. It is so fast. What? It's, it's, so longer, it's longer to set the sh- machine or no clean the machine way. and mm-hmm. get everything yeah. ready to run on the Kaling day than it is. It takes me like an it. hour to set up the machine and clean it and what then the 20 minutes to run up. How many How here. many of you guys are on that canning line? Four of us. Four mm-hmm. of us. Okay. And it's, but it's that's normal. Like, it's flying. <laughs> that's so crazy. Like, how many barrels of beer is that uh, for what, the run of, like, getting freaky, for, for example? Usually, like, four barrels of beer. Four barrels of beer. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. That, that's quick, man. Yeah. 45 um, cans a minute, they say. 45 cans a minute. Yeah. That's insane. What's, a, what's Twin Monkey? Twin Monkey? Twin Monkeys. Yeah. I know about, like, Wild Goose. A lot of people have them, right? Like yeah. They're, they're one of the bigger brands. So you got cans, and now, I mean, the, the space. You got you got the space out there. Yep. Tell, tell me what went into that. Like, how long did you have that vision in your head? Or was it your head, or was it somebody else's head that came up with all that? So um, we did not anticipate that neighbor moving out. They were the, they had an eight year release left and all this stuff and then they got bought out and so it was like perfect because we actually we walked the industrial park looking at spaces like we need additional space like do mm-hmm. we do we put you know barrels over there do we do we what do we do with it we we need more space um, and then this just serendipitously came about we moved on as fast as we can I literally sketched it on a piece of paper had my architect what? bring it to life and then uh, we submitted all the paperwork to the city and they're like all right go for it so, Jesus and then we had a really good GC uh, epic builders which is mike brick it just i mean one of those things that was we worked in conjunction but he ran with it and just made things happen and happened pretty fast i saw your post when you first opened the place up and you said something about like thank you for not keep looking at me crazy when i asked for a blue bar or something oh yeah that was nick yeah yeah i mean we the concept here at 121 was let's go with a gray bar let's do something different as opposed to traditional brown wood or black and so we went with gray um and then when, when it came time for the new space I kind of had this idea of doing it more loungy. I mean, shout out to Maplewood for kind of creating a cool like lounge space. Um, whereas the original tasting room is more communal and loud and party atmosphere, yeah. the new space is more uh, chill and intimate. So I wanted to have that kind of like, here's the backstage kind of vibe of the room. Um, and with microphone blue being kind of our dominant thing around here, it's just, let's, let's make it mm-hmm. super different, gray and then blue. I actually bought a microphone stand for you. I like it. No, I'm just kidding. I literally just bought that on accident. <laughs> <laughs> it does match the table we're at right now. It does, yeah. It's pretty sweet. Everything's blue here. Yeah. So, yeah, the blue room kind of came to life. And Nick from Proletelier, um, he also does all my labels. Him and his wife do my labels. Um, we sat down and kind of just looked at the space and we're like, let's do that let's do this and things just kind of organically happened 
Um, no shit. It literally came down to the wire. Like we were hanging posters on the poster wall Thursday night, and then we opened up on Friday. So it, it came down to the wire. But there's a lot of records up there. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of, of records. That was a fun two nights. Is that Elkhead? That's not an Elkhead hanging? The stag. The Elkhead that's not. Yeah. <laughs> Elkhead enough. Village. Staghead Close Village enough. here. That was one of those things we were kind of like, we are building chairs and looking around the space like, what else does this need? And Fitz uh, was like, you need an Elkhead. And I'm like, dude, I've always wanted like a moose head. Mm-hmm. But you're right, Elkhead Village. So he found one. And I was about to drive to Wisconsin and buy it. And then my taste room guys were like, hey, what we thought about mm. it, it's probably not a good look to have a real elk on your wall in Elk Grove Village when they protect <laughs> elk. You know, that's a really good point. Protect. So then Fitz found this um, fake elk slash stag, stag head. Stag head. Mm-hmm. Painted it blue. And it and is fake. Yeah. It is fake. I can tell. It's from like... It's a good thing. It's, uh, it's what is wood. that? Uh, Restoration <laughs> Hardware. That's there, you what it's there you go. It's Shout blue. out to Restoration Hardware. <laughs> but we wanted to pay homage back to the city that we're in and, you know, kind of shoff the elk and that we're here and we're, we're hand in hand with them and we're proud to be here, so... That little little touch on that wall there. It's cool to see how you guys have grown that relationship too. I mean, we talked about it, and you talked about even you know 2015 back when you first buying the space about uh, working with Elk Grove Village and like how you guys have kind of ingrained yourself into this community over the what three four years now. Yeah. Um, and now now that you got more space and uh, taking over more of this this area here, and then you got another fest coming up, uh, yep. which you're gonna. Make a little bit bigger than last year, but not like leaps and bounds crazy, right? It's yeah, still we're just, it's still here in front of our space, but we brought in, um, an, we're bringing an extra tent, um, a lot more out-of-town breweries, um, and just you do everything we can to raise more money. So we've got uh, Nick, who works here, has been you know reaching out to the Blackhawks, the Cubs, the, the Metro, Bottom Launch, any of those places just to see what they donate, and everyone's so far been like, heck yeah, we want to donate. So we're, we're going to try everything we can do to raise a lot of money for the community and you know bring in some breweries that are traditionally don't come to chicago um, we're navigating all that stuff right now with all the licensing and paperwork and all that uh, but it's it's fun for us as we go out to fest every other weekend pretty much to kind of bring those people that we get to experience on the road here to elk grove um and i mean we posted everything last night and um seems like a good response obviously people are always <laughs> sticker shock <laughs> with ticket pricing but i mean to be fairly honest I'll, i mean we we're bringing in all these out of town breweries. We take care of them. We pay for their their beer if they want to be paid for the beer. Uh, we take care of their hotel rooms. We take care of their food while they're here. It's it's not just hey, here's some free beer in a tent. That's not what it's about. It's about making sure they're comfortable and they want to come out here and they're taken care of. Um, and just expenses expenses grow. And we had to we had to raise the ticket price up this year. We're not profiting off any of it. It's all for charity. Um, but I I mean I consulted with a bunch of different breweries and. There's, you know, Weldworks Fest is four hours and they charge a hundred bucks a ticket. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is five Wake, hours Wake and Fest. 75. Wake, Wake Fest, Fest you know, same, yeah. same price point. That that festival was insane too, so, man. I mean, we had to come up from last year because, like I said, we have a lot more out of town breweries in, um, a lot more to do with little licensing and stuff like that to navigate through. But um, I still think for seventy five bucks for five hours, you're getting a hell of a deal. Um, I can attest. <laughs> if it's anything like last year's fest that went down as my favorite festival, it was like the basic bitch's dream of double dry hopped IPAs and crazy pastry stouts and barrel aged stuff. It was the most fun I'd ever had in the beer industry. It, it was the perfect size, the, the perfect the, you know kind of grouping. You weren't on top of people. You had live music to one side of you, and you had all this, this crazy breweries. I mean, I met so many different breweries from all over the country that now like if i'm on vacation somewhere i'm going to seek them out and, yep. mm-hmm. and that's kind of the goal right yeah expose them to a new market and you know craft beer drinkers in illinois get to see all these different beers that they never would get to see normally so i think it's a win-win for everybody and we're excited to do it this year and you know kick back to the character coalition about grove and 
see what happens. What's uh, what's their kind of what, what's uh, the coalition of character coalition of Velcrove? Yeah, they, they what's their mission? Uh, it's you know for putting you on the for spot. kids for kids <laughs> who don't have you know the access to resources, so they kind of help guide those kids. So let's say you know somebody wants to play hockey, they don't have the resources to or the funds to play hockey. This character coalition can help with that. Okay, um, or just you know, you know give them opportunities that they may not have. So I'm sorry to go back, but I want to go back to the blue room again. So the design-wise on that, like, how did that how did that come about? I mean, you said you just sketched something out, but I mean, the accents, the chairs, the colors, everything. Like, how do you guys? It's all in your it's, it's all in it's your all brain. I asked the same question too. He's like, Kyle, it's in my head. <laughs> it just I'm comes like, out. Yeah. Right. Like, do you consult with people? Like, do you ask you like, hey, to your wife or something? Like, hey, would this make sense in here? Or like, oh yeah, yeah like, like the the furniture. I'm like, hey, here's what I picked out. A couple different op- options, and she gave me the the thumbs up on the ones we went with. Uh-huh. And then as we laid stuff out, we said, oh, we got some dead space here. Let's put in those two cozy chairs and the carpet and stuff. And I always knew we wanted couches. We want to have that kind of like super plush, chill couch. So. Literally jumped on Wayfair and found everything on there. It was <laughs> awesome. so comfy too. <laughs> yeah, it's Wayfair. not like a restaurant firm couch. Yeah, yeah you don't want that. You want restaurant yeah. firm. So no, it just firm. it just came together. I mean, little little by little, and um, yeah, it's a lot of blue, but I think it works out perfectly mm-hmm. in there, and it's it kind of showcases that that backstage vibe and lounge vibe, and so far people love it, which is great. After after we did the last episode, I went back and on YouTube and watched some of that show that you were on. <laughs> they, was it bar, bar builder? Epic bar builds. Epic yeah. bar builds, I watched right? It all too. Yeah. That's crazy. It's a classic. The, the alligator one's the best. So oh, yeah, right. Was that like the first episode? That was the first episode. Yeah. We're down in the bayou. <laughs> yeah. It was a fun show, man. We got to go and do some some really weird installs and meet some really cool people. And yeah, it was, it was kind of a start of a lot of good things because out of that came like a good relationship with me and Fitz. And then Nick Segura, who's proletariat and my artist, it came out of that. And so. Is he still the only one that's ever done art for you? That on cans um, and bottles, we or? did that collaboration with Ama out in Copenhagen, and okay. so we we were able to get the same artwork they used oh, for cool. our label here. Makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I think ninety nine point nine percent of the uh, labels. Oh, and and my daughter. Yeah, she did her own label. Hey, too, that's so. a hell of a beard too. So <laughs> yeah, she did her own. If label, I did so. my own label, it'd probably look the same. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty close. Kyle, when's your beer coming out? Yeah. My next one? Yeah, last time I talked to I you guys, know. Mike was getting ready to do Miles and Miles. I'm also ready. He's about to get ready to get do it again. Okay. Next week. Well, what was the last up. one you did, Kyle? What was what was the last uh, year bruise? Life by the drop. Life by the drop? <laughs> Life by the drop, man. <laughs> Is that no, a lemon drop? We were talking about it last night. One? Or yesterday, we were talking about your, your next beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what I want to do, though, but if you want to do... Something with a rhubarb. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh, that's what I'm talking about. It'll be fun. Rhubarb. Starts with the name. Yeah. Always starts with the name. <laughs> Rhubarb yeah, brush. All yeah, <laughs> Kyle always works backwards. He goes with the name first. Reverse and then builds engineering. Out of it. Yeah. <laughs> it works, though. Yeah, it does. All right. So with the with the new space, um, are you going to be kind of, is it going to be open just like any, and like the other space? Or is it going to be uh, open at different times? or? Yeah, I think for the first few weeks here, just kind of break in. We're going to leave it open with normal hours like we have with the, the the OG tasting room, but um, in start of April we are using the blue room as kind of an event space. Um, so every every week we're gonna have either trivia or bingo or food truck night or live music. Um, and with that, we're gonna be extending the hours on Wednesday until ten o'clock at night. I mean, they they used to be three to ten. We reduced it down to three to eight. Now with the the room and the, the events, we're gonna keep it back to ten. Um, 
And then hopefully once we get through these first weeks and kind of see how everything goes, we're going to start offering up um, able, ability to rent the room or, you know, oh, do what you want to do there. Yeah. So it's it, what we saw was great. Like when we did the release yesterday with um, Hazelnut is that you usually have this, this line of people come in for the, the stouts and only then 45 people can come in the tasting room and drink uh-huh. it. Well, now we've got 110. So we could do the release and accommodate a lot more people to come in and hang out and drink afterwards. So it was uh, it was really nice. Yeah, it's got to be a, just better to give people that kind of space to consume it as well. Because you don't want to, you know, obviously there's never pleasing everyone. But, you know, yeah. at the same time, you don't want people to, to wait in line all that time and then not even be able to sit down and have it in, on draft. Yep. And the, the best thing, too, is we saw I was I was here this weekend, which is a surprise. I never never run on the weekends. You shouldn't be. <laughs> I'm always in a different city. But uh, keep your brain healthy. Yeah. This weekend was nice being home and uh, hung out at the the tasting room both Friday, Saturday and Sunday, just kind of see how everything played out. And whereas I used to have, we used to have lines out the door on a Friday night or Saturday night and people getting discouraged. Oh my God. It doesn't happen right anymore. In. Yeah. Come on in. And, and I think as people will start coming out and seeing that and seeing the space, they'll, they'll probably bring out bigger parties or yeah. um, plan to come out. And with all that too, we went from 48 ounce drink limit per person to 60. So now people can, you know, get that extra beer in them. And okay. It's, it's, it's not unlimited, but it doesn't need to be unlimited. I mean, based on the beers we have be. here, yeah. no, it's <laughs> 60 ounces is plenty enough beer to, to get you on your way home and hopefully safely. And, um, and then we have plenty of packaged goods to go. So yeah, right. I think, I think it's going to work out great. And then once this patio gets open, you know, that'll create another space for people to kind of come and hang out and, you know, bring the dogs and do whatever you want to do. And it should be fun. Now, how are you going to, uh, u- utilize both tap rooms uh during the fest will they be open or will they be no both tasting rooms will be closed during the fest um and that's a a choice we make but when we do the fest here we want to we want our staff to be out there you know yeah either volunteering at the tables or you know doing running and stuff like that and so we we, we take a sacrifice by closing the tasting room down on a saturday um it's a it's a pretty big pretty big hit yeah but um it's it's worth it it'd, it'd be hard to have it both open um and with the fest, well, you know, to staff it, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. With the fest, it can get messy and dirty. So we use the the taste rooms as kind of the the VIP for the brewers mm-hmm. and the band, so they can come in and get a sandwich and you know get some water, and take a break from the fest. Now with the with the the blue room now, did you take special considerations uh, looking forward, like the stuff you just covered? Uh, you know, potentially using it for events. Did you have to take you know special audio visual precaution, like you have it ready for things like that? I yeah. Mean, so the. The, the beauty of the space now is we've really amped up our AV here. So we've got um, two more TVs over there, mm-hmm. but they can be hooked up to a computer and we can you know broadcast whatever's on the computer up on the TVs. We also have a microphone in there. Um, and then for live music, we have you know a PA. We have some oh, speaker shit. stands yeah. and some speakers and um, some microphones and all that good stuff. So, yeah, we've got everything in mind and we've got... Um, we've There's five zones of speakers in the space now. So the production space that we're in has its speakers... The packaging space has the speakers. Uh, the two taste rooms have speakers, and then the outdoor patio has speakers. And we can control what's played in each environment. So everything has. Oh wow, that's yeah. nice. Yep. That's really nice. So it's kind of cool. So if we know that, like on Friday we had Maplewood up here, and we we're kind of getting getting rowdy and having some fun, and you know playing some some fun music. Roger and but the Adams, or <laughs> you know it. Oh hell yeah, the whole fam damn. That's so that's awesome. Uh, uh, you know we we're we we're bumping some music back here that we didn't want up in the taste room, and we can uh-huh. do that now, which is great. Yeah, that's killer. I mean, that so that's all new, based on the space. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And so we and we brought in cameras. We got this whole place is under surveillance now, <laughs> which is great. Government's uh, watching. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, it's good. And 
like I said, you could even, you know, if you want to go in the blue room and put, plug the mic in, that can be just in the blue room. Uh-huh. They could have music on in the patio and music in the taste room. And it wouldn't bother anything. So. You could work out your stand-up comedy set in there uh, with the microphone. <laughs> Mr. Maisel over here. Yeah. There you go. Oh, God. That's a great show, by <laughs> the way. I love that show. Have you not been, have you been watching uh, it? Uh, love we it. binge watched it. I absolutely it love it. Yeah. And I love the Chicago connection, too. Yes. Two characters. Yeah, it's great. And you get Lenny Bruce, man. That's, that's good stuff. Yep. Anyways, sorry. Uh, yeah, that's... I, I always was curious about that because, I mean, if you're utilizing this space, you're talking about being able to rent it out. Anything like that, it's like, that's a perfect... Ooh, and it's a perfect uh, thing to do is to make sure you have like high quality, you know, uh, AV equipment to be able to pull that off with with minimal headache. Yeah. Yep. I don't know what Mike just brought us, but I'm assuming he brought it's Stroop, Stroop off. Hopefully, it's Stroop, 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 Stroop. Uh huh. Um, I mean, you're you're a music guy. I mean, we talked about that the first time, but you wanted to be an A&R guy. You, yep. you know, that was kind of your dream. So, so I imagine that was important to you uh, to have that kind of capability here. Oh yeah, I mean since day one, but there's the the space never you know allowed for it. Mm-hmm. So now with this extra space, we can you know move some stuff around and get it all plugged in and have a, a have a musician come and play. And it's nothing to be anything crazy and rowdy, but right. some some live music. You know, it's, it creates creates a good vibe. I think you guys got a live musician scheduled, right? I think uh, yeah, soon. Yep, tomorrow. Couple, no? no, next no? next week I think. Yeah, first one. So we'll break it in and see how it all plays out. And then obviously school rock comes and plays every year. Um, yeah. I mean, if we had an outdoor That's cool venue, how it's so awesome. you know they're like in the front yard basically you know yeah. last year playing music it was so cool they're so good they're so talented mm-hmm. so I'm glad to you know mm-hmm. expose them to to a new audience and yeah I've even some people just feel like I didn't know this existed I want to get my kids signed up for it so that's great that's 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 the company I used to work for and I, I take a lot of pride in that company and I think yeah. they do uh they do a really good mission statement and really have produced some killer musicians. Mm-hmm. It's so funny too. Talking, just just rewinding back to that conversation about the fest last year and School of Rock and where you came from, and then now, now talking about uh, this new space and that, like talking about twenty percent of this building that you know this one twenty one Garlish or whatever that that was, that was just twenty percent could be the tasting room. Yeah. And at first you weren't even going to do it. Yeah. And then it. now, like, <laughs> look, now look at what's going on right like now. Like I said earlier, the game has changed so fast. It's mm-hmm. back in the day. It was have a brewery. Make beer, package it, blow it up in a van, and distribute it. Now it's now it's a lot about having kind of both. You need to have your tasting room so people can come and experience the brand firsthand. And then with such good beer everywhere, um, people don't have to go far to find great beer. Yeah. I mean, case in point, I'm sure store you're seeing an influx of great beer every week, every day. Yeah. Um, and so that's one of the things that we're trying to get back to is get beer out to store because we know we are not in the hands of the consumers that used to drink our beer every day. So. It's going to take us a few weeks to get through, you know, amping up production and um, going through the initial buzz of new cans here. And it's been per- selling pretty fast. Um, yeah. But once we can once we can amp up and you know, get a better study stream, I'd, I'd love to get beer back out to the, to the stores. That's always a curiosity, too, of the beer consumer. Like, are we going to see these cans in my store? You know, that kind of thing. But I figure, from, from my perspective, just from talking to brewers and, and uh, owners and business side of things, it's like... If it's selling out of your tap room, I mean, it's it's hard to, to push that out into the market if you're going to be able to sell it through at your tap room. Because, I mean, you keep the margins and, and you're making your customers happy. And, and it, it's and great we, to spread. Yeah, we have a staff here that need to be taken care of. So if we don't have beer for them to serve, they take a hit on that. So we got to keep that in mind at all times. Make sure that's priority. And, I mean, at the end of the day, we're making such small batches of beer that... Um, if, if a beer lasts more than two weeks here, it's 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 an anomaly. Yeah, it's weird. So. 
people will be suspicious if it stays stays around long, <laughs> yeah, longer yeah, than yeah. Like two weeks here. Um, if you if you don't mind, could you explain um, what you did? Because uh, you, you before the canning line was up and running, you got everything out. Microphone cans hit the market. You had one, uh, money for nothing and the uh, hops for free, right? Yep. And so that was something at uh, Octopi. Yeah. Is so that right? so we've been brewing up at Octopi a lot. We've been doing a lot of the Untitled Art Collabs uh-huh. um, and doing some, some fun projects up there. And Isaac, who owns Octopi, was like, hey, what if uh, what if you, you know, got some beer into some of the markets that you can't accommodate um, and brewed some beer here? And it took me a while to, to gain that trust and comfort zone to, to have them brew our beer. Um, we have a very particular way we do things and we take pride in how we make our beer. Yeah. Um, and just to hand over a recipe was like... <laughs> So it took me a while, and uh, you know, it took me several collabs up there to kind of get really, really comfortable. And Isaac's, yeah. Isaac's shown that he's full in to become the best contract brewery in, in the U.S. Um, he's hired a lot of great people recently, and so I got that comfort zone, and I was like, "All right, let's let's, let's do it." And the first beer actually was Heads Will Roll. Oh, okay. Um, and that one got distributed out to Colorado, Wisconsin, Florida. We had a little bit here in the tasting room. Um, and then, yeah, the second one was Money for Nothing Hops for Free. What was the Heads Will Roll? That was uh, it was a double IPA, double dry hop IPA with um, Citra, Simcoe, and Mosaic. Yeah, I had somebody come in and tell me that uh, they had a friend in Colorado send them a can of microphone <laughs> beer. I, thought, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I, I, I just had to ask that question because it was, I think it's, con- you know, the consumer was like, wait, what? I don't understand. Are they have cans now or like what's going on? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. So, we, uh, we decided to kind of go up there and fill the void of where we can't get to so we know we can't produce enough beer to get out of these doors here so we said okay let's 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 get some beer up out of there and send it to the markets that we've kind of built obviously wisconsin is a huge market for me because yeah. it's where i'm from it's where to school you love it um you i love, love it love it love, love it um and then florida we've been going out to doing so many fests down there and yeah. um, we figured get some beer there and colorado's the same um so yeah it, it and then it allowed us then to bring you know import beer from Wisconsin into Illinois and have it distributed through our distributor to to stores, and so it, it, it got some presence back out there. Um, and so we're trying to do a beer a month up there right now and get that same dish out. How so, important is that the travel to you that you know it kind of allows you to do things like that, like because you are out there and you are building all these relationships in different places. Yeah, it's it. I mean, it's wild to go to Florida and go step into a Union beer store and people are wearing microphone gear. Yeah. It's, it's like, pretty what? cool. <laughs> yeah, and so it's when we we decided to send down Heads Roll, it was people were throwing you know special parties for it and <laughs> really you know laying out the red carpet for the, the, cool. the release of it. So it's great. So we got a uh, the next beer is called the Reflex. It's a uh, fruited pale ale with mosaic, lactose, and strawberry. Lactose Ooh. slash milk sugar, as okay. everyone's calling it now. Milk sugar, yeah. Chad's Chad's been hitting it with milk sugar because everyone is afraid of the word lactose nowadays. Uh-huh. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. You got it. It gotta, cracks me up. So you think that you think that's a consumer thing, or you think oh, that's it's, a, it's all consumer driven type yeah, thing? Like, so, like, like lactose sounds unhealthy versus milk sugar sounds. I don't or, know. or to Kyle, he think lactose is disturbing like he thinks of other things mm-hmm, like um, oh, i get it i get it it's just it's what the bag says is lactose um so we advertise what we put into it mm. but it, there's been a big trend of going to milk sugar to mm-hmm. make it sexy nobody puts maltodextrin on their uh, <laughs> on their labels <laughs> that's the secret ingredient. Yeah, that's the, nobody wants to put that on their labels yeah. no so that will coming out um it's super fruity with strawberry um should be a fun easy drink and then the big the big one the big step for us is to make Smells like bean spirit up there. So the eight percent version 
It's gonna be brewed up oh. at Octopi. See how that goes. Just we'll, regular ass smells like the old the OG no OG of OG smells like bean spirit. So that's cool. The, it, the easy drinking version of it, eight um, percent. We'll do that in twelve ounce cans. So it won't be like thick motor oil, delicious uh, pastry. That beer was never <laughs> supposed to be that, and it's. I mean, Super Bean made it that way, but the the rest. Super of the, Bean was insane. That was yeah, the rest of the, the rest of the beans are you know a little bit more dry on the scale, and mm-hmm. um, I think that's kind of just we like to keep it that way in that beer. We don't mess with it too much. Um, obviously, we've been doing a lot of different variants of it, which yeah. has been fun. Um, but I think overall, that the eight percent version is going to be true to the old old school style, just an easy drinking, light bodied coffee maple bomb that's pretty cool though you get that out of there um what cans do you have coming down the line soon i mean i basically just goal in mind, doubled like? down on everything so okay. <laughs> we've got um obviously in tank right now we got mike check one two we're packaging special sauce the og of any's yeah uh, i think a lot of people will be really happy to see those two in cans yeah I mean, that's we're gonna try to keep that on the regular every mm-hmm. other month try oh, to yeah. keep those beers coming out hell yeah um and then we've got um, bringing back some some goodies, lunches, brunches, interviews, the Get Fresh Flow, Shimmy Shimmy Ya, um, Lovely Rita, the Margarita Goza, yeah, yeah. as many cans, Teleport Massive, Base Cannon. Oh, there you go. Uh, Milkshake at Tiffany's how, is coming how out. How the hell are you going to navigate those two without blowing cans out? We it's ferment so our fruit. Easy. No, no, no. It's, it's not. so easy no, for no, people. No, 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 no. Blowing no, no. cans out these days? No, it's not, it's not hard if you ferment the fruit out. There so you we go. ferment the fruit out. How do you keep all the, that goodness, though? I mean, that fruit smoothie kind of, I mean, I never, had, you know, no, I don't I don't remember anybody ever having problems with that, any of your bottles, the 750s, so. No, because so we, like I said, we added, right and you we got added in fermentation. And it, and it, yeah, we, we, we overfruit it like no other. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, we're, we're underfilling our fermenter in order to pack in as much fruit as we can into that tank. Okay. Um, but we ferment it out to make sure that nothing is going to happen in the bottles or cans, especially Delicious. cans. Cans would be a, a nightmare. I mean, we've seen it happen. It's it's scary. It's popping all over the place, man. Yeah, it's not good. So we we've always avoided that trend, um, and we'll stick to that. But yeah, we're gonna try to get everything into cans except the big stouts and the barrel aged beers. And um, now, will you can the eight uh, percent bean spirit? That's getting That'll canned be, up there. Yeah, eight, yeah. Uh, twelve ounce cans. Twelve ounce cans. Yep. Interesting. Twelve ounce cans. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes more sense. The beer is so expensive. I mean, yeah. when they and this is. I write a recipe. I tell them what we want in it. Mm-hmm. They come back to me with, okay, this beer is the most expensive beer we've ever made. Oh, in order to make anything off it, we have to put it in 12 ounce cans. And yeah. that's, I mean, that's what people don't realize is that our beers here are packed with ingredients. Yeah, so a lot of them. The prices might seem crazy to you, but honestly, like, the margins are not not crazy great because we, we use thousands of dollars with vanilla. <laughs> we use... Like Mike's, like Mike's, Mike's new beer, vanilla. <laughs> Mike's like beer though, when he's doing for miles, and miles, we we sat down and designed the recipe yesterday. Yesterday, I'm like, I can't, I can't get a fraction of what we need to yeah. to make this beer work. And so we're like, well, we're not even gonna package it. We're just gonna do kegs, yeah, kegs only, crowlers, maybe. That's the only way, yeah, like yep. that. That's the mm-hmm. only way we can make it work. Yep. Because otherwise, it'd be like a forty dollar four pack for the margins would just be <laughs> for yeah. IPA. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a struggle we make because we try to always make the the craziest best beer we can and we sacrifice and no ingredients yeah um but you got to be cognizant of what a, a beer's gonna cost too um and sticker shock happens all the time and we deal with it but we don't we, we don't think we're being greedy or gouging at all it's just it's just byproduct of what we're putting in these beers and we're proud about that it feels like uh i i think personally i, w- I was thinking that people were more over that and it doesn't seem like from looking at 
internet chatter for any brewery releasing anything like that. People are not over that sticker shock thing. Because there's so many breweries at these same price points, but it still seems see, to see get... See, you and I get that, right? Yeah, like, it still I'm seems seeing, to get called out. I'm like, seeing four packs of... Everywhere. Berliner for 28 bucks. I'm seeing there's, double IPA still up at 26 bucks. Wild, there's wild pricing Chicago markets changed so hard because of the competition. That's like, what we have like against... Like 20 bucks. Like 20 bucks you four pack on a... On a on an IPA, like, you know, you think of St. Laurent, like, high-quality stuff. Energy yeah. City, high-quality stuff, like, 18, 19 bucks. Hot Butcher comes in around that 15 on a double, but there's seven and a half double versus, you know, a lot of yeah. these guys, eight, eight and a half. And making bigger batches, too. Right. The batches are bigger, that yep. kind of thing. But, yeah, it's, so it's I'm, funny. I'm, su- I'm surprised that people are still kind of like, whoa. And even the canned stout thing is, is hard for people to wrap their head around sometimes because if you just do the math by the ounce... Look at it that way. Do Compare it to what you used to do with seven fifties, or or and and factor in that you get to you get to have four of them rather than yeah. one bottle, uh, you know, and share and it, whatever. We're trying to make the experience better, right? We're trying to give you a twelve ounce bottle option as opposed to seven fifty of a barrel aged beer. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, we put in a four pack, and I get it. It's four bottles that adds up costs. It's it. it, it I totally understand, yep. but at the same point, like we're we're giving you the beer for, actually for cheaper and in a format that's more yeah. accessible and more drinkable. Um, yeah, the, the, it's, it's funny because I travel all the time, right? I'm seeing pricing all over the place, and I think um, Chicago has seen a drastic change mm-hmm. toward the consumer. Honestly, I mean, do, there wasn't a day that you wouldn't find a, 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 a transient or yeah. um, hot butcher at twenty bucks a four pack. But now with just the, the competition that's here and the, the quality of beer that's here, you, you got to stay competitive with it. And so prices have gone down to 18 bucks a four-pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, sometimes 16 bucks. It You're just depends. You're seeing it, man. And then there's plenty of 20, 20 of four-packs. But it's people don't seem to bat an eye at that as long as it's a quality product. Yeah. Man, I, I th- but, yeah, you just it's the online thing. It's really hard to avoid it on social media because there's always going to be that louder voice of maybe the minority, but it's it's still going to be a loud voice. And yep. it's like you have to kind of pull that into your brain and deal with it. But, um, and bite your tongue. Yeah, <laughs> bite your tongue. <laughs> bite your tongue. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy, right? The best is when somebody says something and then the consumers just do 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 my job for me. I don't mm-hmm. say anything. Yeah. They, they they back me up and take care of it. So yeah, the we try to avoid uh, getting involved in any of these online discussions because you nobody just, you wins. Just find yourself down a, mm-hmm. a rabbit hole that you're never gonna get out of. So yeah. we let it kind of play out, and at the end of the day, we know what we're doing is is honest and true, and that's all that matters. And, and you're not sitting on a bunch of beer that's not selling. So yeah, so, you know that's kind of what it, what it is, and it's you saw the color. You know, there's, not, there's nothing. Yeah, there. there's nothing in there. <laughs> no. Yeah, but which is sad for me, but no. Uh, it, and uh, the other thing uh, tied in with the with the, the tasting room uh, and the, in the newness, the new parts, um, a couple of things like glassware changed. What's what goes into that? Like, why? why what? What? What's the thought process? As a, as a branding nerd that I am, it's just that kind of idea of hey, let's freshen it up. We're, we're making a change into doing a two years later. You know, it's it was the cool thing about the blue room is it opened exactly two years after we got the OG tasting room open. Um, so like, let's just. Bring in some new merch. Bring in some new glassware. Mm-hmm. Kind of just kinda the crew neck sweatshirts. Yeah, killer. Yep, we got some sweatpants coming, and a new. Uh, we're bringing back the rocker T-shirt and some fest shirts, and so yeah, it's it was just kind of a, a hey two years, and a lot of brands will re- refresh logo and stuff like that. I think our logos are are set. I'm I'm I love the simplicity of them. I'll yes. never change those. Mm-hmm. I think microphone blue is kind of a patented thing at this point. 
Um, 100%. Yeah. But, yeah, but the rest of it, it's just like, yeah, let's, let's bring in some different glassware. And we wanted to get into the big 16-ounce Pilsner glasses. Oh, we're, yeah. starting to make, we're investing a lot into making lagers here now. And um, just wanted to play that up. Yeah, that, I mean, that it's beautiful, beautifully ties into some of the other stuff that I want to talk about, too. Is it, it, We talked about the, the new glassware, just your everyday tasting room glassware. But then I saw the glassware you posted for the fest. Beautiful. Yep. Thanks, beautiful. Where do you Where do you derive that inspiration from? Like, you just kind of, like, looking at a bunch of glasses and saying, this would look dope with our logo in gold. Like, yeah, there aren't a ton of options. And obviously, with a barrel-age fest, like, we wanted to have something that kind of has that bourbon whiskey vibe to it. Um we actually, the supplier we go through had a glass that was very reminiscent of a Glencairn glass. We were ready to pull the trigger on it, and as I hit proceed, uh, they're like, "Nah, we actually got a call from Glencairn that we cannot sell that glass anymore." Oh shit! So they they pulled that one off, and this this glass that we found just happened to be another one that we had amongst the three of us discussing what glass we should go with, um, and that was with Nick and Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nick Nick's like, "Check this glass out." I'm like, "It's perfect." So. Yeah, we try to switch it up and have a different glass every year just to kind of oh, yeah. signify something fun. I still drink out of that coffee cup. Yeah, I see you drinking all the time. I still drink out of that. Post my pictures in my coffee if I need to. That's funny. I never get them. Like I, by the end of the day, the dust settles, and I'm like, I didn't take home a glass yeah, or a sweatshirt a or a bottle of that. <sighs> but oh, I know. It's something that, it, it, yeah, I I drink coffee out of it. I drink stouts when I nice. <laughs> out of it. It's a, it's a perfect little vehicle. For, for what I like. Yeah, but it's fun to, it's fun to see people pop, you know, popping those things up. I mean, glassware collection is a whole other world. Yeah. Um, I, like, accidentally have one. Like, I, I didn't set out to have a collection, but now my armoire is filled with, like, 150 different glasses. I, th- that's my thing is I try to take one for each podcast. Like, I try to have, like, a memora- you know, memorabilia of sure. each podca- podcast. And yeah. I, was, I was upset with you guys when you got away from your 16-ounce big one because I, I couldn't – I wanted one really bad. I never bought one from you guys. Oh, the Globes? And then, yeah, then they went they went out like the – what are they, 17-ouncers or something, 16-ouncers, yeah, yeah. those big ones that you yep. used to serve your well, the large pours in. And then go figure Iron and Glass did a collab with Noon Whistle, and they, they used those. So <laughs> I do have <laughs> one, but it just doesn't have your logo on it. Well, you can try one of the new ones. Yeah. Oh, the new ones look pretty awesome. I, I love the new tasters. Like It's almost like a mini – what's it, Nonic? Nonic, Nonic pint yep, type, yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool uh, taster size. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll ride these out for a little while, see how they go. And I think they're going well. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is uh, you, you touched on a little bit uh, the, the gear, not geared towards, but, like, the conscious effort to get some loggers, get some pilsners, get some of that stuff going in here. I think it makes total sense. Uh, you give, giving back to kind of, like, your community people, people that can come in here have three or four, you know, they're at their local bar, you know, Pilsners and, and things like that. I mean, was that what's going through your head when you're looking at that? or uh, it, It's kind of twofold. I think we as brewers end up drinking a lot of that stuff. And like, look at the shirt you're wearing right now. It's Hotel Life, right? That's a, a perfect, perfect, easy drink in American lager from Hailstorm. Um, perfect is a good word for it. We, there's no way that we can continuously drink the, the, the heavy pastry stuff that we make every day. And so at the end of the day, when we want to wind down, it's like a, a lager is kind of the perfect go-to. Um, I don't know if people understand what it takes to make a lager, but it's basically double the time yeah. to make a lager than it is to make a, a double dry hop, double IPA. Um, and what sells better is a double dry hop, double IPA. So you think? we'd rather put that into a tank than a lager. Well, now we've just expanded. We've got more space. Um, so we have room to bring in some lager tanks. We've got two lager tanks set up now, and yeah, right now we've got cool. a Mexican lager in one. We've got um, a dry hop pilsner in the other one, and we'll just keep keep funneling those in. And 
we know there'll be slower sellers and they're, they're, they're a super easy approachable price point. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're fun for us to make. They're yeah. fun for us to drink and that's exciting. I mean, don't get me wrong. These styles have stapled themselves into the, the, the fabric of what craft beer is now. So they're not going anywhere, but I, I do, I do like to see that kind of, there is a lot of that conscious effort to go back to some of these classic styles or crisper styles or, you know, just something that you can drink. Yeah. I I think if you look at, um, 2017, 2018 microphone, it was a lot of incubation and trial and figuring like what are our our recipes? What are our beers that people are going to gravitate toward? Um, 2019 is going to be a little bit more different than that. 2019 is we're dialed in. We're going to be releasing a lot of stuff on the regular. Mm -hmm. Um, using collaborations is kind of our weirdness mm-hmm. um, and then doing stuff that just kind of rounds out that draft board mm-hmm. whereas you used to be we would have a, a double dry hop something on there an adjunct stout and uh, over fruit of berliner yeah now we're gonna have a, a, a belgian wit a belgian triple a lager a pilsner um the stouts and all that stuff but yeah. really broaden this thing out spraying all fields there man yes yeah. it's, it's not just that kind of one-dimensional, two-dimensional board. I'm not going to lie. Making a a Mexican lager is the easiest thing in the world. Is it really? Well, I mean, there's barely any grain. Okay. It's, our, our system is incredibly efficient. Um, and just, yeah, then you just kind of let it sit in lager and do its oh, thing. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's oh. funny. It's just, yeah, when we're making, like, even making a double drop, double IPA is, is, is brutal because you're putting so many oats in there. And, like, efficiency just gets... Killed a lot of absorption, and absorption, and yeah, you're, you're potentially sticking mash and mm-hmm. a lot of things to worry about. But with with an easy five percent lager, it is just like it's the easiest day in the world. <laughs> I bet these guys will be happy too. They have something to drink while they're while they're brewing up some beer. Oh yeah. So I I was curious too as as this has kind of evolved, and I know it's not like you're physically having to do the labor in the blue room while it's being built and that, but. But it's a lot on your plate aside from what you're already doing. And I know when we talked last time, it was like, you know, you try to come in early, mash in most days. Like, how much of that are you having to get away from now to cover all this other stuff? I, I think a lot of it's just product of the, the, the schedule I have at home, too. So I got two kids and obviously a wife. And in the morning, I will drop my wife off at the train, drop miles off of the in-laws and then drop Lily up to the bus stop oh my gosh um, you're at that age oh i know yeah. it's just my, my mornings are so hectic it's like you wake up at seven and you're you're go 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 mm-hmm. until you get to the brewery usually i can get in here about quarter to nine on those days uh, and that gives me 15 minutes of quiet and boot like i can do what i want and get everything <laughs> prepared and staged um but on wednesdays and fridays when the kids i don't have to worry about that and lisa stays home with the kids i get in as early as i can and just fire up the day um and yeah, so it, I'm still 100% involved as, as best I can on the, the brewery side. Mm-hmm. But when it comes time to do like the stuff with the GC or the city or the fest planning, uh-huh. um, these guys have really given me the opportunity to step back in the office and, and take care of that and then not worry about what's going on in, in the blue production area. So it's good. It's you really that good. trust is built. It is. It is. You got Kyle, obviously, has been around forever. And yep. then Mike is, you know couple of years at plus in now and then, and then we just now you got pete, pete too right? yeah we promoted pete up so with everything happening we've uh we've expanded our staff um and so we've just brought on i think a total of four more people so we're, we're almost at that 15 mark which is awesome and we just got all full-time employees had the option to get health benefits so little things like that are win-wins for all of our crew and i think everyone's everyone's happy to be here and um 
you know, with with the landscape of Chicago Land Brewing, <laughs> it's been a rotating door and a, a who's who's where and what what, what what hat are you wearing today? And do you do you have like do you get nervous about stuff? I mean, are you pretty confident in what's what's going on? Like, I you, have an open have conversation like, with these guys. <laughs> no, I mean, like, you know, I was sitting with Sean before everything happened, and I was like, I wonder if, I wonder if those guys will get the call, and I'm like. I mean, you guys are more than welcome to entertain that opportunity, but I think, you know, what we've established here as a culture and as a, as a salary and benefits and all that stuff, I think we are in line, if not above what industry standard is. Um, and they all were, without a, without a doubt, no, we're, we're vested, we're here, we're in. So I think we've built a really great family between the front and the back, and um, it's, 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 it's nerve-wracking. That was the first thing... Um, Chris Quinn asked me like, "What's a, what's a what's a topic you want to discuss on the podcast?" And I'm like, "As a new brewery owner, I want to discuss how people find their culture and their team and keep the team." Because Kyle kind of came to me randomly. He was a he was a volunteer, and yeah, I never really hit the hit the the wire and said, "Hey, we're we're hiring." Yeah. Um, <laughs> just looking for people like cold call almost. No, so. never never happened. And um, all this kind of has been organic between conversation with somebody that i've worked with in the past or a friend of a friend and it's been it, it really we have built a family here and it's great um and i mean since day one we've only had a one person go so i think that's that's, retention. that's pretty yeah it's it's amazing retention so i was actually having a conversation with another brewery this weekend you know he's just like it's it's awesome to see that you guys have just are here it's stable and it's the same key players and um yeah and we you know I think you guys were talking about earlier about making their beers. We'll, we'll be, we make we let them be as much involved in this as, as me and Lisa are and uh, really take pride in what they're doing here and have input. And, and I know my name is on it, but um, at the end of the day, I feel like it's it's just as much theirs now. I had a guy say, microphone. <laughs> I mean, that happened so often early on. I'm like, I get it, McKellar. But Micro- there's no C and there's no double K, guys. It's Love it. Love like, it. Microphone. No, it's it's uh, it's a wonder to see, uh, and from the consumer side of things, it's like you'd like you like to kind of know what you're walking into. You, I feel more comfortable because it's like, oh, I know that person's gonna be behind the bar. I know that person, you know, and like I mean, we, I don't think we ever talked much about this, but how important are like Jimmy and Nick, like you know what they do for oh, for yeah. you? I mean. When I first brought Jimmy on, I had no clue how to run a tasting room. And I don't think he had much experience in a tasting room. He had more of experience of, you know, working at Fishman's and running the bar part of it. Um, but it was enough that I knew I could trust him. And I was there in the first month up there helping and doing this. And I quickly realized, like, that's not my Terrible home. Terrible idea, I'm, Mike. <laughs> I'm, I'm too talkative and slowed the whole process down. And, and I quickly realized that I could let Jimmy run the show up front. And not have to worry him, worry about him. And if he had anything for me, he'd come to me. So um, it's been established early on, and we brought in a crew that supports him, and we brought in Nick to kind of run PR and special events, and um, everyone's kind of got their roles and they do their thing. And I don't have to worry about it. So that's why yeah. I can go on the road and not worry about this place crumbling. <laughs> I, I'll get the random phone calls like, "Hey, the toilet's clogged again." I'm like, "All right, I'll take care of it." But for the most part, it's like these guys. When we're not here on you know Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday, they they, they do their thing and yeah. I don't have to worry about it. And you come in on Monday and the place still looks like yeah, microphone. It's, it's it's there. Yeah. It's there. I mean, when I am back in town, you know, we're, we only live ten minutes away, so if there's ever an issue, it's easy for me to just bomb over here and okay. and take care yeah. of it. But 
there hasn't been those days where it's it's been an issue, which is great. I, Capable people. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. That's that's what you need. You, you need to find people that are, um, if not better than you, you know, like like you, mm-hmm. and people that lift you up and inspire you and continue to, to to support you. So, I knew my strengths and weaknesses, and I knew that that was a weakness. I mean, that is as weird as it sounds. Like going up into the tasting room when it's busy is my like anxiety nightmare anxiety nightmare (laughs) it's because it's just one of those things like i've always been a shy guy and um i try to break through that as best i can and i've done a lot to work on that but um when you go in there and you just feel all eyes on you it's like that's the guy that person there he is so i just i deflect my kids up there like lily you go take the attention (laughs) yeah like look at how cute my kid is look at her she drew that label she drew that label but yeah, it's, uh, I think with the Blue Room too now, like I've just been hanging out in there and just kind of sitting back and watching people interact. On the couch? Just yeah. Just, on the couch. Just checking it out. It's been good. So Mike had a throne installed where he sits. No, no, no. I'm no. kidding. <laughs> not that kind of guy. I just sit He's on this, not that this kind of guy. extra brew house back here and just look at people. No, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I just stare at you. Yeah. Should have got one-way mirrors for it. <laughs> just watch people. We're actually, we have to get the front windows all tinted now because the sun just blares yeah. in. And they at first wanted to get. It's so funny the little things. Oh, I know. Saw this little shit that like, you think you cover everything. Yeah. Like you mentioned the marquee. Like you want to tone that down a little bit. Yeah, light it's wise. A little Like, it's like what? How would you know? How yeah. would you even like can factor that into your plan? So yeah, they're like, oh, we got this perfect window tinting, and on the outside it'll just look like a mirror. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I want people to see that people are here and have a good Creepy. time. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to do that. So, just little things you figure out. I want to see some folk. Uh, let's let's finish up with talking about the the fest. Let's, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, again, anybody who listens to any of the seventy plus episodes of this podcast, the beer fest from last year probably comes up forty times. So, <laughs> it's it's one. Of, it's like my marker now, and I've been to some good ones, you know, between the Fobabs and and you know, beer under glass, all that stuff. This is an incredible fest, and I just went to Wake Fest, and it does it. It has an atmosphere like that, just in a more intimate setting. Um, that just last year, just having the breweries lined up and alphabetical order and the food trucks in one spot, like you could breathe, you could walk. Uh, I mean, last year we remember watching Karma was here. So yeah. everybody went right to Sean, right to Wakefield. They got all their big hitters right out of the way. And then all of a sudden it just settled into this beautiful like dance of people just enjoying everything. Uh, yeah. It was, it was perfect. I mean, the weather turned out great. Everyone who left, you gave me a high five and handshake. And Your windbreaker was on point. <laughs> Come on. That's my number one memory. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll bust out a new one this year. Do it. Um, but, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and we wanted to continue that going on. And, you know, with with all the travel, we've met a lot of good friends on the road, and we want to bring them up here this year, so we had to extend the, the footprint a little bit. But it's we're not increasing too much. We went from 500 people last year. Our, actually, it was a total of 625 to 1,000 total, including brewers and um, the staff and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it should. It, I mean, I think the, the lineup is insane. It's absolutely insane. It, it, <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I, read so it, that's I read it yesterday, and I was like, oh, Jesus. And so that's why I kind of want to flip the script on um, what the fest is about. Like, we spend a lot of time clearing licensing to bring these brewers in, mm-hmm. building that relationship with them, getting them up here. I want people who come in the fest to experience those breweries first. Go find something you've never had. You never heard of Calusa? Go try their IPAs. Yeah. They're killing it. You never heard of so-and-so? Go there and just see what they have. Because these brewers are up in the top 100 in the country. And they're, they're doing an amazing job. Go experience that. And then at 3 o'clock, microphone's going to turn on the taps. We'll have BAB and the BA variant, which is uh, 
we're calling it DMV, Double Maple Vanilla. We um, may have covered that a little bit while you were yeah. while you walked away, but it no. came together yesterday. <laughs> DMV, DMV, um, and then yeah, and then just and then relax, listen to music, drink, eat some good food, and have a good time. And we're gonna have a crazy raffle table this year. Um, I'm gonna raffle off all the barrel aged beers that we've done so far. I know we've got a bunch of like tickets to Sox games and stuff like that, and. I know a bunch of brewers are kicking in some really cool random some whales and stuff like that. So it should be uh, very similar to last year, just a little bit bigger, uh, a lot more out of town breweries. And the raffle table's new, right? Did, did we did you, last did year. You, did we did last year. Yeah, I was too drunk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, no, it was, I was uh, too busy. It was crazy. I mean, that, it was kind of a random thing we thought about like last minute, and then just people were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah," and then yeah. we had bottles of Cantillon on the table. We had bottles of Hunapu, Hunapu variant. We had our uh, vertical. We had it, just, it was great. It was awesome to see. And so we'll do it's it again great. this year and. Um, it's like w- like Wakefield. They just st- they shut that fest down for that raffle. It just like yeah. boom, four o'clock. They just started raffling stuff off. Everybody's on the steps with fistful of tickets. Yep. Um, and then so one thing I do want to address about it all, and I, yeah. I, I, we posted about it everything last night. Um, and obviously I, I monitored the feedback. Um, people were concerned that the ticket this year didn't get them a guaranteed four pack. Um, the reason we did that is twofold. One, I felt last year. People who had to pick up their four pack um, lost a good hour in the fest. Mm. So you're, you're paying seventy five bucks for five hours. Enjoy all five yeah. hours. Don't have to worry about lining up to get your four pack and then also dropping it or losing it or um, any of that stuff. So we want to take that aspect out of the fest. Then we could not guarantee everybody who gets a ticket a four pack because we just don't make enough, enough of the beer. So it's. Uh, it's a 15 barrel batch at the end of the day we're probably gonna get 12 barrels out of it because yeah, of barrel loss and adjunct yeah. loss and all that stuff and it just it would never shake out to be 800 four packs available so we decided okay but we still want people to have access to it locals or out-of-towners so let's do three allotments so we'll do a thursday allotment a friday allotment and a sunday allotment and you know first come first serve um go go through that because i i I honestly didn't read through that part of it. I read through the part about you guys not tapping until three in that. So, yep. so give me give me the lowdown on the bean spirit part. So, uh, I th- on the earlier bottles. earlier that week, we'll be packaging both the BA and the BA variant, okay. and we'll know exactly our um, allotments. And so, let's say it's six hundred of BA bean and three hundred of the variant. What we'll do then is we'll go okay. We'll release two hundred each day of the BA and a hundred of each of the variant. Okay, those three days. And that way it just spreads it First out. come, first serve. First come, first serve. Um, we're going to try to monitor as best we can, uh-huh. double dipping. Um, <laughs> as so best you can. I That's think we're going to do, you know, we're gonna check IDs and try to write a list down if we can. Yeah. Um, but spread the love, guys. You know, like, it's, it's, it's very limited beer. We couldn't give it to everybody. Um, but we know that people are going to be coming in town from out of state. We didn't want it to be tied to a raffle t- or to a ticket to the fest because if it's very hard to get a ticket. Um, it was last year at least. Um, so we wanted to ha- kind of open it up and see, all right, you've got three opportunities to come get the beer, then treat the festival as a festival. Come, hang out, listen to music, drink some beer, eat some food, have a good time. Yeah. Don't worry about your packaged goods. That is so we're not even selling though, anything. Yeah, you we're not selling anything else except merchandise that day. you got people carrying around their four-pack with them. and it's yeah. It, we had like issues said, afterwards. You we were like, hey, I don't remember picking my thing up. What, ha- what happened? Like, we have you checked off the list. Yeah. Well, I never got it. And so... That liability is... What happened? Did you drop... You know, yeah, yeah, go on. Sorry. So, yeah, we just we, we wanted to take that away from that. Um, well, if, it, if this doesn't work and it's, it backfires on us, we'll change for next year. Oh. But 
Uh, we felt this was a better opportunity for more people to a focus on the fest for being a fest, and then b being able to get multiple chances to come get the beer. Yeah, it makes hundred percent sense. I, I get it. People are used to whatever it is, Dark Lord. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm guaranteed not, based on this. You know, I'm sure they made this is like I said, it's a 15 barrel batch. It's mm-hmm. just it's not going to warrant and yield enough for everybody to get a four pack. And so I think with the with the variant we talked about yesterday, we'll probably divvy those up into two bottles per person mm-hmm. as opposed to a four pack. Yeah, it makes sense. So that yeah. way we just spread it out. We're trying twelve to ounce get, bottles again. We're trying to get this beer to everybody. You're doing twelve ounce bottles. Yeah, twelve ounce bottles. Twelve ounce bottles. Yeah. So we're trying to get this beer to as many people as we can. But with limited quantities, mm-hmm. so bear in mind that's just it's it's the product. Of, if we can next year do a double batch of it and get more of it, we'll, we'll, we'll try that. But got more barrels now. I know we, we got, got more space, space more barrels now. So yeah, more barrels, more better. We'll probably yeah. do it. So, so tell me a little bit more about your decision to go with the uh, the go with the three p.m. tapping for microphone stuff. So there would be no microphone beers available at this fest until three p.m. Right? Yep. So I mean, walk in and you've got seventy other breweries to to enjoy and to experience and to to learn and meet so go 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 get those go enjoy those like i said we spent a lot of time bringing these breweries in and they're there i'd hate for them to be not having the opportunity to meet you guys or yeah. you guys to try their beers so um we've been at we've been at a couple festivals this year where i've seen the host brewery take all the attention away from all the guest breweries and that that's unfortunate so we'll uh we'll like I said, we'll crack our lines open for two hours. We'll have enough for those two hours and yeah, experience some lines. That and, yeah. yeah, some lines for those bean spirit variants. So, I mean, but yeah, that's good. I, I get what you're saying. That's it's take the focus off of you. This is about showcasing this. It's about raising money for something else. Yep. Like it's not. And it's just gathering everything we've learned on the road. Like what what works at festivals, what doesn't work. Are there any issues that we've seen? So we're just trying to compile all of that stuff that we've learned over these last yep. two years and how to make the consumer experience the best it can possibly be yeah and that's all you can do i mean that's it's the best you can do uh what about you want to cover anything about uh little pieces of the fest like timing where to line up uh how tickets are going to be because you're going to be announcing yeah tickets, tickets go on sale be. tickets go on sale on wednesday uh, we post that last night um proper ticket um 750 this year instead of it was a 425 we put up last year so it was a lot, lot so tomorrow it's tuesday right yeah, yeah tomorrow tuesday. Tickets on sale tomorrow i try um, to put this thing up tonight do it <laughs> Um, 7.24 p.m. because the event is 4.27 so we like to do it when it's not in the traditional 9 to 5 so people yeah. have to sit at work trying to refresh their computer and take come away on, from their come job on, come on, come on. Um, and I realize that there are some people who don't work 9 to 5s and work at night I'm sorry but we try to please as many people as we can um, and yeah tickets go on sale and it's a, a non-for-profit charity event so everything all proceeds go to charity um, and yeah I think I think it should be an awesome time. I mean, Lo- logistically, are you going to set it up similar to last year's? Yeah, it'll be okay. the same. Come in the the, the, the main entrance. Mm-hmm. Come in. There's three tents this year, so it's a little bit bigger landscape. Uh, a few more porta potties. Um, band will still be playing this year. Uh, we might get peak clouds up on that up in that mic. Oh shit! Son. <laughs> oh, shit, son. Um, and yeah, noon to five. Come if you can. Do not drive. I mean, parking is limited back here, as most people know. But last year we walked all of our lots, and most of them were half empty. So I think most people did That's good, yeah. take advantage of public transportation, which is great. Yes. Do that, do that, um, make that happen. Yeah, and then you know just enjoy. I mean, there's there's some killer stuff out it here. Was, it was it was a lot of fun, man. Yeah. Uh, I got to meet. I mean, just as a podcasting, you know, in the in the beer world, I got to meet so many people, like from Anthony from Triptych, and you know, I got yeah. to meet the guys from Civil and, and all these great breweries around, man. 
just takes time to get to know some people. Jeff Jeff Hardesty over at Narrow Gauge, like it's just a cool thing to have them, you know, serving the beer and and kind of being able to just go up and talk to them. Yep. And and if you don't know a brewery, go there first. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, try something you never had before. I mean, I think Logsdon got some. introduced to me last year. Yeah. Like, and I was like, I don't know, I don't know what these guys are about. Outer range, like all, all kinds of great stuff. Yep. And, and you got like, you know, you got Boneflower and Pips and that's Superstition be and Gergeist and like, I mean, that's. Yeah, that's gonna be some, that's good some mead, crazy mead you got there. Yeah. Some people are gonna be. Hopefully, what are they serving those in? Half ounce pours and half ounce. Hopes so, right. People yeah. will be feeling real good with those. Yeah. Those are so no, tasty. It's, it's, it's set up to be like it was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we just want a relaxing fun day. Good what weather. are the food Let's trucks again? You got uh, your uh, subcontractors. Yeah, sub Rami's subcontractor. Um, <laughs> Rami's just kills it the sub sandwiches. We can't say no to those guys. Huh. Pizza Boss is back, and then we're working on a third one as well. Pizza so. Boss saved my life last year. Yeah? Yeah, about two hours in. I'm like, Jesus, man, wh- 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 where am I at right now? <laughs> one of my buddies showed up with five, five stacked up Pizza Boss boxes and saved the whole crew. Nice. Five of us just boom. Yeah, we got him coming out here a lot now, so it's good. Good. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to cover? I mean, tasting room, the, the new tasting room, the blue room is open. Yeah, uh, you know, it's open. Everything's uh, ready normal to hours right now, like everything else. Uh, so we get, we, like I said, we went from 45 occupancy to 110, so don't be discouraged about lines and bring your groups out, have come out, have fun. Patio should be open hopefully in the next month or two. No, month or two. Weather, they're working weather. on it right now, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, working on it right now. They got all the, the, the trusses up and the gates up and... So yeah, it's coming together. But um, yeah, we just 2019 microphone. It's uh, <laughs> boom. It's blue. It's new. It's fun, and <laughs> we're trying to just uh, the stickers diversify. Out. It's blue. It's new. And it's <laughs> fun. <laughs> um, just diversify what we're doing, and and like I said, our, our, we'll try to get some beer back out in the market if we can amp up here. And but if you want to come, come to the source, drink some beer, and got some fun stuff coming up in the pipeline. And what are the next cans coming up? Uh, tomorrow we're packaging special sauce mosaic, oh, which I think going forward that'll be the only mo- special sauce we do. It'll just strictly be the OG special okay. sauce. Can we package it right now. Uh, and I'll help tomorrow. I'll tomorrow, <laughs> come on up. Uh, and then we've got um, milkshake at Tiffany's. Okay. So we took the breakfast at Tiffany's concept um, and turned that into a milkshake IPA. Yeah. So it's not sour. It's um, milkshake IPA with hops and then we put blueberry maple syrup and vanilla okay it's tasting breakfast milkshakes dig it yep and then after that we've got uh oh the 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 next big stout coming out is the or not stout i should say it's a imperial brown imperial Um, brown okay imperial brown with uh the boys of listerman oh jesus we did an oatmeal raisin those guys are insanely good man they're insanely good and they're insanely hilarious are they (laughs) for real They, they party man they're fun is that Cle- yeah. Cleveland? No, where are they at? Uh, where are they yeah, at? Cleveland. Of? Is Cleveland? Okay. Yeah, yep. I'm sorry, Cincinnati. 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 I just had <laughs> I just had something from them that was insane. It was like a twelve ounce bottle of something. Was it a Dos Vedania collab or <sighs> no, no, it was it was something of theirs and it was like a pastry of some sort. Okay, yeah, they're doing really good, they're really doing really good stuff. So um, I mean Chicago is the beer that I had gotten experience several years back before I even knew who they were. Um, it's such a great beer. It was a and peanut that, butter beer. No, I can't remember what it was, but it was outstanding. Yeah, so that's the next one. It's the oatmeal raisin cookie, imperial brown, but it, it it's like a, it's like a stout. Might as well be a stout. Yeah. don't roll your eyes like yeah. that, Mike. <laughs> like it's, it's a stout. <laughs> it pretty much is a stout. And then yeah, just just keeping the rotation going. We're trying to do bean spirit more often. I didn't. I a consumer came in and said, "Hey, when's imperial bean spirit coming out?" I'm like, "Oh, we just did that." And then I looked at the scale and I'm like, "Oh my god, we haven't oh done like five months." So we're like, all right, we need to get that more on the regular. Yeah, we gotta get that more on the regular and. And then uh, with with the expansion, 
we're going to try to go pretty hard on barrel aging. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we won't pull something out until it's ready, but we're going to try to have try to do it at once a month if we can. The vanilla noise barrel age, I cannot get to it. It's been like opened like right before I get into work sometime. I'm like, I have not tried it yet. And everybody says it's like one of the best that's ever come out of you guys. I mean, Barrel Age being Spirit last year was insanely good. But yeah. uh, the Coffee Grounds, loved that one. Like, so my beer was Softly Spoken Lies. Yeah. That was I also had a chance to have that one. Such yeah. a good beer. I was I mean. super happy with the way it turned out. So we've got, what do we got in there right now? we got Imperial Bean, Variant, um, S'more Cowbell, um, Own Worst Enemies in there. Uh Bat Out of Hill, which is a new beer that we've never done, but it was a beer I did as a homebrew for my dad. Oh, nice. Um, and, and then we've got um, Oh My My, Oh Hell Yes. These are all in barrels, right? Yeah, now. right now. Stop yeah. it. Um, we got um, Icky Thump or yep. Sticky Thump. That was the brewery? Yep, the brewery one. And okay. then we've got the uh, Press Play, which is the Voodoo Club. Yes, that's so the yeah, we've got hazelnut, vanilla. And then uh, Life is a Barley Wine is chilling in the old bean barrel. So Barley Wine is life. But yeah, also. There it is. Also. So yeah, we we're, uh, we're we've got a nice little barrel program right now, and hoping that things come to fruition. And yeah, so far so good. Yeah, I haven't seen any any anything on the on the negative side on that barrel program just yet. So that's good. I'm glad you guys are attacking that. That's what you you need it though, right? Yeah. And that's you have to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's about it. I mean, unless you got anything else you want to cover. No. Yeah. Just well, thanks again for having you, me. Man. <laughs> proud you of you, got, man. You've gotten better. Seriously, dude. So it's awesome yeah. to see you. You blossom and taking on a lot more. Uh, um, not only just podcasts, but also just like the skin in the game now that you're working at yeah. Crafted and feels like it. Kind of, <laughs> you kind of built up a rapport and um, people well, are excited to talk to you and trust you and it's good. It's you're awesome. episode 27 and you're episode 70. So, I mean, ah. you know, that's a lot of, it, it's a huge gap. In since a year. We, I did a lot. Yeah, it was all, that's great. That's, I think November, uh, no, December was my first episode, 2017. So, so Congrats, yeah, man. about a year, a year plus. Yeah. Keep it up. Well. Hey, you were you were the number one episode of the whole time until uh, damn Sean Burns and Evan decided to get their own <laughs> make their own brewery. I mean, they, they, that their episode went crazy. So That's that was awesome. the good yeah. for those guys. I mean, I, Sean uh, between more microphone and now Phase Three, you guys have basically built the podcast for me. Like I haven't really, you know, I just have to keep <laughs> showing up with my microphones and 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 I'm good to go. Hell yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. All right, Joe, and and to Mike and Kyle too, who are. Two, working hard right now after after i made them talk for too long <laughs> all right thanks i do cheers cheers yeah. now enjoy a little uh, bonus content with uh, mike w and, and kyle so mike had to run away real quick for for an emergency he had to call make some calls and take care of some things mike palin so i got to sit down with the the other two faces of the brewery and talk a little microphone brewing and what they're up to yeah, deal, we're yeah. gonna do banana coconut this year. Oh snap! Yes, snap. graham cracker, vanilla, banana, coconut. Uh huh. Doing coconut puree and toasted coconut. Um, sort of in that milkshake IPA realm. Yeah. I don't want to call it a milkshake. You keep IPA, it soft, like one of those type of things. Yeah, or is it'll it like be soft. lactose vanilla type thing, or is it mm-hmm. gonna be all right? Yeah, okay. lactose vanilla, a little on the sweeter side, not extremely sweet. Mm. Quaffable. Quaffable. Definitely quaffable. <laughs> Did that just happen? Quaffable. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, man. So uh, when when's that coming down? It's it should be ready the day before the fest. That's okay. what it's scheduled for right now. That's so it cool. should should be available um, uh, when the festival goes down. So will that be canned as well? I think that's going to be crowlered. Crowlered. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Yep. Okay. Just because it's a. Um, it's a pricey beer. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. There's a lot of fruit. Does he love it when you, you don't want to pay $20 bucks a four-pack? Oh, he, you he don't want to pay it. 35 bucks a four-pack. I do. I'll, p- I'll pay for it, man. Banana. Banana. That sounds good. Yeah. like you. Yeah, we had, we had uh, 
We had yours last year. It was insanely yeah, good. Yeah, that was yeah, a fun I one. it came out nice. Well, you, last year's fest, you did like a birthday party for your, was your son. And you did kind of like partied with him a little yeah. bit. Yeah. It was well, his birthday. Everybody was there for right. him. That's what, yeah. <laughs> right. I remember seeing you guys That's by great. the food trucks. Oh, yeah. yeah. We did the little party at Moore. We did. Yeah. And we had like awesome. 75 brewers sing happy birthday oh, to him. Yeah. And he got a real kick out of that. I bet. Um, yeah. His birthday actually fell on the day of the festival mm-hmm. last year. This year, it's actually the day after. Okay. So we're going to throw him a separate birthday He's gonna party. Be like, this is really a disappointment, Dad. Yeah. Wait, we're getting two birthday on. parties now? This is a very small party. He's going to have a birthday weekend. A lucky kid. Yes. It's going to be amazing. Celebrating it's like, like a college Monica. kid. Got a, <laughs> <laughs> got a birthday weekend. <laughs> With his own beer. Yeah. So uh, how do you guys prepare for the fest? Are you guys just kind of normal, man? The, the two the two uh, brewers, man, you guys yeah. just... Yeah. Well, we're gearing up with the beer, essentially. Yeah. We're prepping barrel-aged bean spirit, and we have a variant this year, DMV. Um, Department of Motor Vehicles? Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay. It's going to be the most Nailed boring it. beer. <laughs> Eat that place. Nailed it. You need Does four smell like forms old people? of identification <laughs> to pur- purchase it. Um, double maple vanilla. Double we'll maple. Be the Stop it. Yeah. Getting people just, all excited. Yeah. It's your doubles and your maples and your vanillas. Just load it all up. My God. Yeah, I saw that uh, interesting piece of piece of the Bean Fest uh, this year is going to be the fact that you guys will not be serving a microphone beer for three hours into the fest, as far yeah. as I I read on on the interwebs. That's pretty wild. Yeah. I saw that too. I'm not sure if that means. All of our beer or just barrel-aged bean spirit? Right. Yeah, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he really, well, we'll Welcome ask Mike to the podcast. Well, they asked me if I wanted to like, read over the email. I was like, <laughs> Well, that's the thing, though, is you guys are focused. Like, you know, this is work for you. You don't have time mm-hmm. to read all the social media stuff. And yeah, all, you it's know, a you separate are, department. Yeah, it's a separate department. You guys are so professional and large it, now. I proofread it. I you found some errors. Oh, did some you? Some grammatical errors. Oh, yeah. Some punctuation errors. I didn't Check have my red pen, so... So what did you guys brew today? It smelled like maple when I walked in. So yeah, uh, it typically smells like maple. Of, uh, bean spirit, con, con leche, con leche, yes. cafe con leche. This has been done before, right? This is yes, the, one other time. Okay. It turned out really well. Yeah, um, yeah. We just use a, a ton of dulce de leche in the whirlpool, mix it all together, ferment it out. Typically, turns out pretty well. Typically. I like that you typically. said typically. I'm pretty sure it's always right. <laughs> with hesitation in my voice. <laughs> you never know. Like with Dolce de Leche, there's so much milk fat in there. Um, and I remember doing this beer last year, and we got a 50% yield off of it. It took forever it took, to drop out, too. Yeah, it took three, four weeks for all that fat to actually drop out in the tank. To Say everything out. you just said and make people understand what oh you just God, said. I aren't <laughs> so 50% yield, just to give them some comparison, what's a normal yield that you would expect a normal or pray yield, for? On like bean spirit or a stout like yeah. that, probably 75%, okay. 80%. So we're taking a big cut there. And then Huge. there's also... Um, uh, time in the tank. Uh, mm-hmm. It's taking an extra two or three weeks to actually sit there and drop this fat out. Okay. Um, and that's a tank that we could be brewing into and uh, fermenting out more beer. So, yeah. Dropping it out mean by taking the temperature down. Okay. Cold crashing. Really? That's okay. So well, crashing out all the fat. All the yeah, suspension. So, so what what contributes to that? Uh, that slow? Is it? It's just, just the it's, amount of that fat in it's, there. It's, it's the amount. It's the density of the fat. Um, and it's in suspension. Mm-hmm. And it just takes a long time for it to drop into the cone of the fermenter. Okay. And, um, and does that relate yeah. to the yeast and, and what the yeast is doing while it's in there on the pitch? Or is that is that 
nothing to do with it. It's just t- it's just time. I mean, there, and there's, there's nothing you can do to kind of speed that up without compromising the beer. So there's a lot of things in suspension when you ferment out a beer. There's yeast. There's trube, which is all the hot particles. Um, there's proteinous matter. And then you throw milk fat into it, too. And um, that's usually the last thing that drops out. Um, so, yeah, that's the reason why we have to give this such a long time. So does a tank like that, when it's all said and done, is that harder to get cleaned? Yes, is definitely. The like, pastry salts are a mess. mess. Yeah? There's chocolate everywhere. There's yeast everywhere. You guys aren't afraid of hard work mess. then because you work at microphones. So yeah, you can say yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are not afraid of hard work. I know. Hard work. We got to, like, make beer and drink beer and talk about well, beer like we're yeah. doing right now. It's just, it's the worst. It sounds sexy, right? <laughs> it sounds sexy, but there's a lot of stuff going on back here. Who, who do you yeah. guys have uh, helping you out now? I mean, it's not just two, the two of you anymore brewing everything, it's not, right? no. We've got Pete, got who's Pete. up. Um, Everybody knows Pete, Pete right? Pete Clouds. Pete Clouds. <laughs> um, so last time, I think we talked about our middle names, and we talked about Joseph's. your name, Joseph's. all Josephs. Brought mm-hmm. another Joseph We back brought here. another brought, Joseph damn. back here. His name is Peter Joseph. Not so. even messing around back here. <laughs> nope. It continues. It continues. Yep. Um, so just Pete then has uh, come back to the... Help you out. Yep. The staff's got to be growing here with the new blue room now. I mean, we hired like four more people. Four oh, more shit. people, yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. So, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. You guys get confused. Like, I don't even know who that person is. And he's. <laughs> Does that do person actually here? work, do you here? work here? It takes me like a month or two to introduce myself. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know why. I'm like, it takes my time. Pass by, pass by like 15 times. It just takes his time. You guys are in the zone you when you're back here though, right? Yeah. Man, you're, you're worried about like what's happening over here in these tanks. Like, yeah. It's hard, to, it's hard to pay attention to all this other stuff going on around you guys. Absolutely. This is what we're focused in on. So did the, the expansion, does that up? the size like the, the brew house stays the same or brew house is staying the same oh. uh for the moment we did get a couple more tanks a couple more seven barrel fermenters okay. which we are actually dedicating to loggers right now oh yeah so we've got a pilsner in there we have a mexican lager in there right now um and that'll just be great for house beer a continuous feed of lager um which me and kyle both appreciate right now. yeah um so we're getting the ball rolling on that and then, yeah, some more bright tanks, some more conditioning tanks, and also plenty more room for barrels. We have about 100 barrels sitting over there right now. Uh, not all of them are filled up at the moment, but there will be room for about 75 more after that. So Can you guys run through the barrel by, like uh, through Hailstorm? Yeah, or? we actually okay. just picked up uh, 32 barrels from the, the barrel by with okay. Hailstorm about a week ago, two weeks ago. Buffalo Trace. Mm-hmm. A lot of buff trace. <laughs> buff trait. I mean, Buff Trace is pretty... A lot of people use it, right? Is, is Bean yeah. Spirit this year? What is that What is that yeah. in? Bean Spirit, I believe, is in Buffalo Trace. Yeah. Not Heaven Hill. Okay. Yeah, we've used a Last few Last year was Heaven Hill? Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've used a few different barrels, but the tried and true ones are Buffalo Trace, but we also Four, Four Roses, roses. Yeah. Okay. yeah, Heaven Hill. Um, those are three guaranteed good barrels do you guys have say in that i mean too. is there like do they just kind of you get what you get off the truck like do you get to i mean we look we, at them or? we have say if we're looking for a heaven hill barrel or heaven hill barrels we can find them but more often than not we're just looking for bourbon quality barrels, barrels quality barrels are, right they're not uh, we take what we decent. can get mm-hmm. what's what's like a bad barrel like if it leaks is that usually Something that's the, got like a lot of wax on it looks okay. like it's been leaking a lot of tar okay yeah we haven't had too many recently, but if they sit for too long, they'll dry out, they'll desiccate, um, they won't be able to hold beer. So, 
Now, for the for both of you guys with your previous experiences, you know, on Five mm-hmm. Rabbit and you mm-hmm. being with Mike with Unane and that, uh, uh, when you guys started out there and kind of moved into this space, now, have you guys learned a shit ton about barrel aging and stuff? Or did you uh, did you have previous experiences with it at the old uh I, I had a lot of experience jobs. at Five Rabbit. Okay. I uh, spearheaded the program down there, and we did a lot of um, a beer called Anigo Montoya, which was yeah, barrel yeah. aged Yodo con Leche. Um, so I definitely had some experience before jumping into this, but now I think we're working more heavily with adjuncts. Um, so I'm getting to experiment with a lot of adjuncts post barrel. Um, and a lot of like sugary adjuncts too, which is nice <laughs> because most of the yeast is already dead yeah. in these barrels. So now we can just dump in marshmallow, we can dump in uh, maple syrup, whatever it is, and actually getting away with that not fermenting out. Um, so that's pretty cool. So what do you guys, uh, if, you, if you could explain maybe a little bit about, because I think people get confused when, when they talk about barrel age, especially if you do a barrel age like variant, let's say like Hanji or something, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, they're adding marshmallow. I yeah. think people picture it as like you're barrel aging this beer and then putting that stuff into that barrel and letting mm-hmm. it just sit there for eight months or whatever. Yeah. Like, explain like that timeline of when the beer is ready in the barrel, it's been tasted, blended, whatever you're doing with that. Yeah. And then adjuncting it. Right. Exactly. So we will ferment the beer out. We'll give it a little crash, and then we'll age just the base of the stout. Uh, no adjuncts, typically. So we we want to preserve all that aroma, all that flavor of those adjuncts, um, and, and treat the, the barrel-aged beer post-barrel aging. And we'll treat it in the tank. We'll pull it all out, fill up a tank, um, and then let it sit on whatever adjunct for a uh, predetermined amount of time. Vanilla usually takes a little bit longer. We'll let okay. that sit for two, three, sometimes a month. Um, uh, yeah, it just depends on the adjunct. Okay. So it, it's brewed, fermented out in, in stainless, mm-hmm. transferred into barrels, Yep. sat in barrels. Then when it's time to add junk, like you said, maybe vanilla might sit for a month in the barrel with vanilla and then transferred, or do you put no, it back at the, from the barrel into a in tank? Barrels. Okay. Yep. So bar- it goes from the barrel to back a tank, to back to a tank. Okay. Yeah, all the all the adjuncting happens, happens in, in a stainless. tank in stainless or right. kettle. I mean, if you're ever throwing in like maple into the kettle, then it'll go into the barrel. Sure. Uh huh. Sure. Or like fried chicken beers that they put right. Fried chicken that. actually <laughs> goes directly into the yes, into I saw the that. barrel. I saw that. <laughs> actually, a really you just good go right beer on too. Top of fried chicken. <laughs> What'd you guys think about? I thought it was really good. I, I kind of turned I, out I enjoyed great. the shit out of it. Got every flavor that yeah. we wanted. And I drank. I drank more than one of those. Like you know, on different occasions. I yeah. thought it was pretty tasty. It was awesome. Did you drink one whole one to yourself? No, okay. no, no. My <laughs> wife, my wife and I split one, and then we shared one out at the bar. No big deal. Like, yeah, maybe I drank one by myself. I'm embarrassed. We don't blame you. How often are you guys traveling around? I know Mike's got some stuff he's he's dealing with, so we're mm-hmm. we're, we're kind of just chatting now. But like, yeah. what, how often are you guys traveling? Like Kyle, I know you were out in Miami. We saw you guys out there. Yeah, how I often mean, are you going with like, Mike when he's going to other fests? Or we split them up. We're we went like to Nashville four times a year now. Yeah, yeah four or five that. times yeah. a year. So um, Nashville for conference or for uh, the Nashville for <coughs> Southern Griffs. Southern Griffs. Oh, mm-hmm. that was recent, right? And uh, collab with Bearded Iris. Right. I gotta say, I really enjoy the Kyle and Out uh, Instagram. Uh, I love <laughs> the, lo- I love the Instagram stories. And just uh, fart around. But yeah, it's 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 yeah. good times. It's good times. So, but yeah, I always wonder. You know, I see Mike. Mike. Everybody knows the in the industry. Mike's everywhere. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, he's always collabing somewhere. Yep. Or, you know, flying around. So I just thought, you know, do you guys always come? Just one go, or does it? 
Mike is solo most of the time, or I would say now Mike, Mike is solo is most solo of the time. Because yeah. yeah. who the hell's going to brew the beer? We got to stick around here. <laughs> yep. we'll keep the lights on. <laughs> yeah. But we, we, we have our events that we attend. Like, you always go to Miami. I always do Tampa for yeah. Hunapu Day. Ooh. Um, and how was that? It was good. fun. Yeah. There's some ones that we both want to go to, like uh, Great Taste of the Midwest. Oh. Yeah. And uh, we can't miss that. That one. one's awesome. Well, yeah. That one, it's like a lottery just to get in it as a brewery, it's right? Like you right to, like, there, down by the bitch. <laughs> you got to get like really lucky to even get into that fest, right? To, yeah. yeah. To get selected. Well, they changed mm-hmm. it uh, last year. I'm not sure what the rules are now. Yeah. Typically, though, if I thought you, it was like a vote. If okay. you were in it the year before, you can get into it the next year. Really? Um, otherwise, you need to share a table with another brewer. Jeez. A lot of rules for the oh, great taste of the Midwest. A lot of restrictions and regulations, <laughs> but it's worth it. Yeah, it is. I hear. It's super fun. I've still never been. I hear it's a great one. You must attend. I, this I is shall. the year. And the hotels are right there. Mm-hmm. You can just get hammed and the, walk. I don't know what you're talking about. That sounds irresponsible. <laughs> Actually, it sounds really responsible it's compared ham. to the usual. It doesn't mean anything. Ham. Yeah, fat ham sandwich. Big old ham sandwiches. Hammed on hams. So what's the, uh, what's the best beer that you guys... But, I mean, for personally, what beer do you drink more here than you've ever? Does it have to be a microphone beer? Yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about microphone. Like, what what yeah. is your what is your kind of go to? Like, what do you like, what are you like? Oh yeah, you see it on the brew sheet. Are you like, yeah, we're doing a lager. Fuck yeah. Yeah, okay. typically a lager, <laughs> a pilsner, a pale, uh-huh. just something light. That's something and we can drink while we work. And yeah, uh-huh. I mean, I'll I drink a stout too when we work. But don't sure. get me wrong, but it's not yeah. as much. <laughs> Just like a small glass of it, yeah. and Mike check. Mike check is definitely my go-to when it's oh, on yeah. when, when it's on draft sure. when it's available. When are those cans gonna hit the market? Those got to be coming Soon. right. It's in the tank right it now. Seems like the, the, the logical way to go. Yep. Still all Citra. Still all yep. Citra. All Straight day. Citrin. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yep. That should be available within the next two weeks, I would say. Mm-hmm. Hitting the cans well, finally. Mike, what are you drinking on now? Like off the board. Now off the board, straight Stroop. You know what I'm actually drew? I'm, drew? I'm drinking Stroop. I was gonna say. I, I gotta have Stroop. it. I gotta try yeah, it. I, yeah. I, well, I just got introduced to Stroop waffles in, oh, nice. in regular life. On a plane? Yeah. Like I had no. Because <laughs> everyone where gets we get them. I got a couple of Dutch buddies that are like, "Hey, check. Have you ever heard? I've never heard of this. Ah, they're so good. That's great. I haven't had one in a while. Aren't we all on a plane? Were you hanging out with the windmill guys or something? Like maybe. And we all got Stroop waffles, and we're like, we all looked at each other. We need to make this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So right now, we uh, well, most of us have some coffee in front of us. Do you, no, have you ever now. done? Have you ever done the Stroop waffle on the coffee? So you take like a cup of coffee like this, and you mm-hmm. stick the Stroop waffle on top, and just let it kind of heat up a little bit. That sounds fantastic. Caramel melts right. out a little bit. Yep. Oh, becomes nice and chewy. Stop it. Mm. So good. That's yeah, the Stroop waffle was new to me. So that that's yeah. that's the that's the one I got to try. I got to yep. try the Stroop waffle before. That's we leave the one. There. We'll grab you a glass that of that soon. Amazing. Yeah. It's got uh, brown sugar, caramel, maple syrup, cinnamon, just pretty much all the things. Pretty much all Vanilla. the things. Yep. Every, Vanilla and every everything. Every adjunct ever. <laughs> as long as it's, as it's an expensive adjunct, we'll put it in our beer. Right. That's how it <laughs> if works. It's, if it's cheap, then screw that. <laughs> no, no, forget no, about that. it. We're not none putting that in nonsense. That's <laughs> what it seems to be. So right now, what's what's going on? Well, you you did you did Bean Spirit Cold Nutche today. So mm-hmm. like, what what we're stage are we at up. right now? What's um, it doing? I think we're just mashing right now. We might be running off. off right now. Oh, yeah, running I can't off. see. Start transferring into the kettle. Mm-hmm. Time to transfer. Yeah, we transferred um, 
So we do breakfast at Tiffany's, which is a blueberry maple is that Berliner. You were spraying down over there when I walked yes, in. Yes, I could smell could that smell shit. It, right? That's all the maple. Wow. That's where the maple was coming from. So we did um, uh, milkshake at milkshake at Tiffany's uh, oh. this time around, which is milkshake IPA with the same ingredients. Okay, and that turned out pretty damn well. Giving it the Plus old vanilla, milkshake of treatment. So how gonna, I tricked myself. We can make a drinking too. game out of how many times I've said vanilla so far, Man. because it truly is in almost every one of our beers. It's, it's such a reasonably priced ingredient. I figure, you know? <laughs> <laughs> super reasonably four hundred bucks a pound. That's whatever. it. That's it. Balling out. <laughs> yeah, you guys are out of your minds with the. Van- I mean, everybody's doing it. The, the vanilla's everywhere now. Everybody's mm-hmm. putting vanilla in everything. Yep. But now it's like it used to be stouts, and now now yeah. the IPAs and. They're getting all the vanilla treatment. You're getting the lactose and vanilla and some of the Berliners and stuff now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, going in everything. So I hesitate, I hesitate to ask you guys this, but because, mm-hmm. I mean, you're so focused to the, the, this back end here. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the new Blue Room? Is that open when the regular space is open, or is it open at different times? It's or? open is at it both ev- times, right? It's, yeah. the same time. it's, o- it's yep. always open at the same time. Okay. It seems like more people are going towards the Blue Room. To you walk yeah, it's, well. a, it's a newer space. Yeah. Right. Uh, they want to explore it. It's attractive. We, we haven't gotten any spills on the couches yet. Bullshit. Knock on. No, it's knock on metal. Right on the carpet, day one. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, day one, oh, right on the carpet, all just, over. Uh, Nick was just like, remember what kind of beer? Day one. <laughs> <laughs> this is my future right here. Yeah. Air, yeah. air day. Those those couches will get destroyed. I can't yeah. wait That's to see okay. them in a year, in yeah. two years. Well, you didn't like that they're green, so I was like, well, maybe they'll be black as well as stout. That's true. Yeah. Spilled on them. Yeah. Yep. Well, no, you guys will have a bunch of loggers and stuff coming. That's right yeah, yeah loggers don't stay in as much no, yeah, no. we'll They'll still be right. making the loggers on it for yeah. sure <laughs> i'm looking forward what, what uh names do you guys have for the loggers coming up i'm gonna try some pills and loggers. well kyle came up with one a good uh, one yes la cuca hell yeah we have jagged little pills that's in the tank right now jagged little pills yeah you guys have made jagged before right we have okay okay i thought i recognized that name yeah it turned out really well the first time so decided to brew another batch up so what's the rest of the day like you finish out bean then you you start on something else or you just start cleaning just today is pretty relaxed yesterday you were going to come in yesterday yeah yeah almost happened we were transferring we were packaging 100 cases of hazelnut (laughs) bean spirit um i had several cellaring things to do i just i wouldn't have even had time to look at you that's so and you would have missed out i mean you would have really been disappointed in yourself so (laughs) distracted everything would have got messed up I, I texted him because I saw the post that they were putting out Bean Spirit yesterday, Hazelnut, and I texted him. I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be out there in like an hour. And he's like, I only got a couple minutes to chat. I'm like, well, let's do a different day then. I don't yeah. want to be the, the guy messing up a good day like this. Right. And plus you guys are yesterday, Monday? Yeah. Yeah, I don't ever come on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of catch-up work on Monday. Oh, there is. Catch-up yeah. work. Just because we have the weekend and then... I looked at my know. clock yesterday and it was 4.55. I was like, how did that happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kyle actually had to work nine to five yesterday. That's weird. Can you Sounds believe brutal. that? Sounds absolutely brutal. <laughs> Labor me. 855, all right? I show up early. Yeah, because if you're like early, you're still late. <laughs> I can't, I'm distracted by that large nut roll tube over there. Oh, Look, at that. Look at that thing. Did that come in some grain? Did that? No, that was actually no. a gift from Tugboat. Mm, yeah. Nice. Yeah, Eric hooked us up with that. Um, just I don't a, even know how he got a hold of it. I don't know. Was he ordering grain? Starting his own brewery now or something? Yeah, he's keeping it low-key, though. BSG did send Amplified us one, though. Brewing. 
Yeah, we had one from BSG. I think for the for the holidays, for Christmas, yeah. they sent us one. Okay. Now we have four pounds of nut roll. Good Lord. We should just keep saving up, and then we can actually brew a nut roll beer. There you go. Uh, just to no cost. Yeah. No, no extra cost. <laughs> yeah. It's on the horizon how is, now. How has nobody done that yet? I don't has know. anybody I done feel like it, it has to, like have, been it has to have been done. Right. Yeah. Like, it seems like pretty logical that. I've right. heard multiple breweries, breweries talk about it too. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. But nobody's pulling the trigger yet. I think no. it's too much pressure. It's all talk. I think, I think it it's is. too much pressure. Yep. I got to say, first Stroop waffle I've ever seen coming out of here. I've never yeah, heard. I haven't seen any Stroop waffle. I haven't seen the waffle. Nope. Though I did the one of the one of the Dutch guys that I know, he, he's like he's like yeah, but but the microphone uh, Facebook post was uh, wasn't actually Stroopwafels. It was <laughs> waffles with vanilla and brown sugar. <laughs> I'm like it was a deconstructed Stroopwafel. Yeah, waffle. exactly. Like, uh, we can only do so much. It's very artsy. I like it. <laughs> yeah, because like a, a regular disc of Stroopwafel wouldn't have been that interesting in a picture. No, no, no. not at all. Uh, the good stuff. Yeah, deconstruction is key. It's key. It's key. <laughs> That's how most of our photos are. <laughs> Mike and Kyle are pretty good with that. Now, can I you buy those uh, outside of the airlines, or do I have to fly oh, dude, like American Airlines a uh, hundred times? You can get them at Costco. Costco yeah. sleeves of them. All right, oh, and they're like wow. big ass sleeves, like nine bucks for like a two a double barrel sleeve. Yeah, thing I didn't think they were available here. Yeah, it's going down Costco. That's good to know. Yep, I uh, I asked, and they he's like, I'm going to Costco this weekend. I'll bring you some, and yeah. I have, now I have two. My son loves them. Yeah, he's, he's all how, about him. How could you not? This is like riveting content. Right? <laughs> People, they're going to be like Stroopwafel talk for ten all minutes. Right. Stroop it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're strooped Let's out. Let's talk about how Costco doesn't label any of their aisles. Good luck finding it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's definitely not a sign that says Stroop waffles. They do that, they do that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Just to keep people in the store? Is that yeah. the, uh, is that yeah. the yeah. conspiracy? Yeah. Get you, you get them lost, and then they run into other products, like, other items. I don't like, need this, but I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it anyway. One of those things. Wow. You don't come out with Stroop. No. You just come out with, like, almond cookies. It's <laughs> <laughs> all like, fine. You're like, whoops. <laughs> like the Chinese kind. Yeah, those are good. They're so good. I buy a sleeve every time I go. Yeah. And it's like fifty dollars <laughs> for all of my food. Yep. I think last last time we hit, we talked about you eating all of Mike's kids' food when you went over there. You yeah. Last <laughs> time I was over there, I ate Kogurts all our chicken nuggets right in front of them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We were kid. getting on a plane, and I just started putting them in a bag because. <laughs> Shoveling chicken fries into a bag. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going on an airplane. <laughs> Mike's like, that's my life. I cook <laughs> for them. I try to eat healthy, and then they don't eat their food, so I just end up eating it myself. Yep. So what's yeah. what's a fest day going to be like for you guys? Do you guys get to sit back and relax and enjoy the actual day? Or you a guys, little bit. Yeah. I think we'll yeah, get here early. So Last year we got here early. We we had, uh, we had helped set up camp. Um, uh, we'll probably just set up the microphone booth and stuff like that. Stuff we know how to do. Yeah, <laughs> like tap kegs. And <laughs> tap kegs <laughs> and stuff like that. And then we'll probably just hang back and talk to some of the brewers and listen to some of the music, eat some food from the food trucks. Oh, Rammies. Oh, Rammies. They're going to be there. I think. I hope. Is that the place that is out by, oh, is it out here? It's like, like a half a block away. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Stones throw away. Subcontractors. Get it? That's where you guys used to, uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> they were here last year, right? Were they, they here were, last year? They were here last year, I remember year, that yeah. van when yeah. I first walked in. Yeah, Highly like, recommended. I, I live in the city. I live in Logan Square, and I don't think there is a comparable sandwich shop no. um, to Ramey's. Ramey's is the best, for They're sure. just doing it. Yeah. Just doing, doing it so it, hard. Doing it. Quality so hard. ingredients. Doing it well. Doing it well. Yep. And everybody. There's the music, <laughs> there's the music twist right there. Yeah. The, doing it. Doing it. Doing it well. <laughs> That'll do it. I remember we went there like eight times before Palin even got 
Rami's subcontract. He's oh, subcontract. Sub. I get it. Now, what about the uh, the outside breweries coming in? You got stuff you're looking forward to this year, man. It's got to be fun, right? I mean, yeah, their beer's great, but I usually just love talking to some of the guys that come out. Yeah, we've mm-hmm. made so many friends over the years. Um, just just traveling around, just traveling around, and having these guys come out and just chatting with them and catching up is always the biggest pleasure. How much inspiration do you derive from that? Like when you go to other places and you're like, oh, man, we should try that. We should or use that ingredient or try that. Every time. Like, yeah. Almost. You pull away something from a collab it's every time, whether it's negative definitely. or positive. Right. Something to avoid or something to gain. Like what um, about equipment and stuff? Do you guys that's see what like, I was going like, to get oh, at. Oh. A lot of like, I think for us, it's we take a, away a lot from their processes, a lot mm-hmm. from their techniques. And then just some, like, small things that really add Super up. Super small. Yeah. Like those uh, plastic mats mm-hmm. for our oxygen tanks. Yeah. Because <laughs> the oxygen tanks, like, you put them on the ground, they get all rusty. They, they leave rust marks. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's how Southern Grist just put a little plastic mat underneath it. I'm like, damn it. That's so smart. Why You're are like, you guys smarter than us? Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. the little things that yeah. <laughs> At uh, Pulpit Rock, we saw how they clean their heat plate exchanger with a nylon bag to catch all the right, particles use that can get trapped in the plate. And we were just using the grant and running all the crap through. Mm-hmm. They put a filter basically on it that catches all the crap. Damn it. That and makes that a lot of sense. that moment sense. of inspiration where it was like, we need to do this. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Totally. The first thing I did when I got back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we're doing this right now. And that yeah. was, what? That was almost two years ago, right? Yeah. Maybe a yeah. year, year and a half ago. Time has flown. Yeah. Flew. Yeah. Flown, flown, all that. <laughs> flown. <laughs> flown by. Yeah, it's always interesting to see, like, what people take away from those interactions and, like, mm-hmm. the, the, the tiny little things that can benefit you. Like, yeah. how have you guys been leaning on or talking to people about, like, the canning line? Because that's, like, a whole new world, right, man? It's Definitely. Uh, as in, like, how to run it? Just anything. Like, any mm-hmm. tip or trick that you can come up oh, with. Yeah. From cleaning yeah. it to hooking it up to... to Trying to get a hold of Kreider from Second Shift to come down here. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. apparently he's running his, like, super fast. Really? And yeah, we're already fast what you guys were doing. And, yeah, so I want him to come down here and just teach me a little bit of tips and tricks. Because you, you only get the mm-hmm. guy for... A day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right, so right. you really, I was just taking video and trying to learn everything. And, I mean, people forget to teach you stuff, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're on a podcast. You know, <laughs> he must have never heard, never heard of my show before. Yeah, he's what's like, going wow. On? He's like, I just no got to. No respect. <laughs> he's got a, some sort of a. Just cutting pipe. There you go. Not laying it. Just cutting. <laughs> just cutting. Yeah, not boy. laying pipe. <laughs> boy. Yeah, I'm just curious as to because I feel like that's a whole new element to your guys' jobs that wasn't there before. I mean, you, you work in a bottling line. I'm guessing you guys are pretty proficient at the bottling line with the 750s and yeah. the, the 12 ounce bottles, and then the canning mm-hmm. line's a whole different animal. Yeah, it really is. It's it's not counter pressure. It's not counter pressure, which yeah. is what our machines are. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a little different in that regard. It's all timing. Mm-hmm. How many heads is it for? Five, 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 five head. head. Five yep. head. Yep. I always wonder about that. Why? Why a five versus like a? I don't know. I guess you think I think in like four packs, six packs. You yeah. Know, right, right. No, as a consumer, right? Times. Yeah, just time. Just yeah. Get, move it, move it, move it. Yep. And four people running it. So I yeah. mean, the, the, you said it's like an hour to hook it up. It's just like the, an hour to clean it and okay. make sure everything's running. There's a Checking lot of things. Sensors. A lot of check maintenance work. Okay. Stuff like that. It's a checklist of things. Check, check, check. Yeah. Check. It's awesome, though. With the Maheen, if we're running 100 cases, 
typically takes us what three hours, three maybe hours, a little bit like more. This takes forty so minutes with the canning even. line. Yeah, Good we're flying Lord. through it. Good lord! It's a big time saver. Yeah, and it looks cooler because it's in a can. It does. It tastes better, obviously. <laughs> tastes better too. Obviously, definitely. Obviously. 